It's time for Louisville City FC. It's full time. Louisville wins a second consecutive cup. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Six players in the wall for L.A. It's Niall McCabe. He goes for a goal and he scores. Niall McCabe around the wall. Now live from Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It's playoff time at Lynn Family Stadium, and we are thrilled to bring you tonight's Eastern Conference semifinal in the USL Championship Division. Louisville City, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference and the second overall seed in the league, hosts the fifth-seeded Pittsburgh Riverhounds tonight. The winner will earn a berth into the conference final next week and a date with either Memphis or Tampa Bay. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is alongside... And Spencer Brown is our producer tonight. It's been 231 days since Louisville City's season opener on March 12th. And the long grind of the year produced record-breaking results for Lou City. A 22-6-6 record set new highs for wins in a single season and points in a single season for Louisville City. But all of that goes to the wayside if they can't seal the deal in the postseason. Three wins separate Louisville City from glory as they seek their third USL crown. Standing in their way tonight, a Pittsburgh team that downed Birmingham in a penalty shootout last weekend in a thriller. The Hounds, coached by the league's all-time winningest coach, Bob Lilly, have the momentum, but will they have the upper hand tonight? We are about 15, 20 minutes away from kickoff here in Butchertown, and there is certainly excitement in the air but also some anxiety. Louisville City is dealing with several injuries at the worst possible time. Here's what Louisville City head coach Danny Cruz had to say about those injuries to media this week. We have a lot of, a lot of guys banged up. Um, Cam's questionable. Uh, Brian's questionable. Kyle Morton, questionable, even two days from, out, uh, from the game. Um, obviously, you know, Niall McCabe's out. Jorge Gonzalez out. So... Uh, Ian Solar out so we, we're dealing with quite a bit but we've done it all year to your point uh, the one thing I know about this group is when someone's numbers called uh, they've stepped up this year that's why we finished where we did have full faith in everybody in that locker room and, and full faith in the team that I put out uh, on Saturday is going to give us the best chance to win the game and we can bring you some news at the top of this broadcast Kyle Morton the USL Golden Glove winner and Brian Ownby arguably Lou City's MVP this season are not going to play tonight. Both, as Danny Cruz just mentioned, were listed as questionable, but neither has made the 18. Cameron Lancaster, however, is in the 18. He will begin tonight's game on the bench. But needless to say, Casey Whitfield, Louisville City is shorthanded heading into these playoffs and heading into this game tonight against Pittsburgh. They definitely are, but I I mean, I think Danny Cruz said it best. They've been like this all season. They've had injury issues all season long and I think it speaks to the caliber of this team that like he said when a player's name has been called they've been ready and that's exactly what happened and there are several players that are gonna have to step up tonight and they're gonna have to play very very well but I have no doubt in my mind that the players that he's putting out tonight are fully capable of winning this game Let's talk about one of those players that's going to need to step up in a big way tonight for Louisville City. Again, Kyle Morton out tonight, unavailable, not in the 18 due to an injury. So Danny Fondez will make his seventh appearance in USL play this season for Louisville City. It'll be his sixth start. He's allowed just two goals 
in those seven appearances. He's saved 79% of the shots he's faced, and he's led Louisville City to two shutouts in the games that he has played in relief of Kyle Morton. A big opportunity for him, a young player, not in age, but in terms of his career, 29 years old. He joined Louisville City out of a tryout in the offseason. This certainly will be the biggest game of his career tonight for Danny Fondes and goal for Louisville. It's a massive moment for him, and he just has to figure out how he's going to manage those emotions, manage how he feels, because he has to make sure that he is engaged and locked in during this game. But he's proven several times of what a great goalkeeper he is when like Danny said when his number's been called he's been ready to go and that's exactly how it's been for him but tonight it's going to be a true test because there will be extra nerves there is a lot of pressure on this game because you losing you're done it's not just like a regular season game where it's like oh I make a mistake I let a goal in and I can make up for it next match because we go play so-and-so when you lose, you're done for this season. So a lot of pressure there, but it also is a lot of pressure on the guys in front of him to make sure that they're not giving up easy looks on goal, that they are staying solid in the back and not allowing easy opportunities for Pittsburgh. The other big miss tonight that we've mentioned, Brian Ownby. He missed the last four regular season games due to injury, making it a fifth straight game tonight uh, as he is out. The good news for Louisville City, despite the ability that Brian Ownby has and the skill and the importance he's had to this team over the course of the season they really haven't missed him a ton since he's been out they've only lost once in five games that he has missed over the course of the entire regular season they've won the other four so as good of a player as he is and as important as he is to louisville city when he's on the field they've not missed him and in large part to me that's due to enoch mushagalusa and ray serrano as well as wilson harris in that attack for louisville city and those three will have to be big tonight i would agree and it's it's really hard to sit there and say yeah we don't miss brian Ombi being out of there especially the season that he's had he has been phenomenal this season having probably one of his best seasons of his career and to sit there and say yeah i mean it would be great to have him absolutely but we don't need him we've got other players that are fully capable and so hopefully he'll be able to rest hopefully they get the win tonight and he'll be able to join next game but like you said ray serrano is the player that really stands out to me who has surprised me the most and I think stepped up the most because he's the one that we didn't know a whole lot about. We've seen Mushigalusa play previously. We've seen Wilson Harris play in this league previously against us. But Ray Serrano was kind of a new name, a new face coming out. And to see what he's been able to do from start to finish, the player that he's grown and developed into has been really exciting to watch. Both newcomers to this team, both will be making their playoff debuts for Louisville City tonight. Mushigalusa, 10 goals and three assists on the season. Ray Serrano, three goals and three assists on the season. We're getting you set for the game tonight. It is about 14 minutes away. The Eastern Conference semifinal. The number one seed, Louisville City, after a bye week last week, will face the fifth seed, Pittsburgh. The Riverhounds coming into Butchertown tonight looking to upset Louisville. They've never lost in their playoff opener, Louisville City. They've won all seven that they've played in in their history. They'll look to make it eight for eight tonight. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. 
And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. To be able to, to be in this position now to where uh, we, we get to host Pittsburgh and put ourselves in the best position to advance, I think uh, that that's really important and, and the players deserve it uh, with everything they've put into this season and everything they've put into the games and training. Um, we have a group that's come together uh, in a tremendous way that has a lot of respect for each other, has each other's backs, uh, and I think when you look at the opportunity in front of us uh, this weekend, there's not a, a different group I'd rather have. Those are the words of Louisville City head coach Danny Cruz about his team this week. Louisville City again, a record-setting season for them. 22 wins, that's the most they've ever had in a regular year, and 72 points, also the most they've had in a regular season. But it is a difficult Pittsburgh team that stands in their way, and a veteran head coach in Bob Lilly, the all-time leading wins leader, I should say, in USL history among coaches. Danny Cruz addressed the opposition as well in his pregame comments this week. It's a difficult opponent, one that we know really, really well. Have a lot of respect for for Bob uh, and, and and Pittsburgh. You know the players have had an excellent week of training. They're excited to finally get a, our playoff run started. Uh, excited to be able to do that here at home, um, and and we're looking forward uh, to the opportunity to to hopefully put on a good performance and progress. Let's talk a little bit about Pittsburgh, Casey. They came, uh, finished the season with a record of 16-9-9, 57 points for their season. That was good for fifth place in the Eastern Conference. And they're coming off of a thriller. This is the playoffs. Momentum is a thing, um, and they certainly might just have it based on what happened last week. They were the only team in the Eastern Conference bracket to pull off an upset, the fifth seed defeating Birmingham in Alabama. It was a 2-2 game through extra time they go to a penalty shootout 
and three saves were made in the penalty shootout last week by the goalkeeper, a rookie, Jamali Waite. He will get the start again tonight. He's taken the number one job for himself in Pittsburgh. So they've got a hot goalkeeper and a team that is riding a wave of momentum coming into this game. Yeah, and and it, also in that game, they went down twice. Yes. They went down 1-0, scored in the 90th minute. They went down 2-1 and then scored again for it to go into penalty kicks. So they're a team that knows how to fight and to stay in games. They're not going to just roll over in a game. They're going to be patient. They're going to ride out the game and wait for their moment. And when their moment comes, they capitalize on it. And so Loose City has to make sure that even if they do go up 1-2-0, that they don't back down because Pittsburgh's not going to give up. They're not going to just roll over and die. That's not the way Bob Lilly trains his teams. They're a team that's going to continuously fight. They're going to be patient in their shape. They're going to be patient in their style. And then when their moment comes, they're going to attack. The hero for them last week, in addition to Wait, the goalkeeper, who made those big three saves in the shootouts, it was Edward Kizza. He scored the tying goal in the 90th minute, scored the tying goal in the 116th minute in extra time, and then scored the winning penalty at the end of the penalty shootout. He came off the bench in that game last week. He will likely do so again tonight. He is available off the bench. The 25-year-old from Uganda who was the hero last week, Edward Kizza. Let's talk a little bit about how this game might play out matchup-wise uh, between these two teams tactically. Bob Lilly's teams going all the way back to Rochester. They've always been a very difficult team to break down and play against and tell you what, we'll get those thoughts after the National Anthem. We'll take a break. Step aside. We'll talk more about Pittsburgh and Louisville. It's the Eastern Conference semifinal, and you're listening to it seven minutes away from kickoff here on ESPN Louisville. This new Toyota Tundra is amazing. It's rugged and capable. Designed, engineered, and built right here in the USA. And Tundra is more powerful and more fuel efficient. The iForce Max hybrid powertrain delivers 437 horsepower. And with a multi-terrain select, no matter what the conditions are, it automatically adjusts the engine throttle and traction. While the crawl control modulates the throttle and brakes. When we say you can go anywhere and do anything. Tundra really means it. Yeah. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC.
You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Well, Casey, before we step aside last second, I was going to lead about a question of how this game is going to play out. We know Bob Lilly's style, both through Pittsburgh and his time in Rochester. They are a defensive-minded team. It feels like he wants to win every game one to nothing. So with that in mind, what are your keys to tonight's game? So tonight, Lou City has to be creative offensively. We have to make sure we're being creative and unpredictable. When you've played a team a few times during the season, you begin to learn their tendencies. So we have to make sure that when something doesn't work for us offensively, we're able to be creative and try something different or a different way to attack. Next, we have to be locked in defensively for the full 90-plus. We have to make sure that we're locked in and focused defensively for the entire game. Last game for Pittsburgh, they fought back from being down twice, and then they went on to win in PK. So they're a team that is never going to give up. We have to make sure we're focused for the full game so we can take care of business. And then finally, manage emotions. The playoffs are finally here, and we get to play them in the best stadium in front of the best fans. So we have to make sure that we aren't letting our emotions and excitement get the best of us. We have to stay focused in the game and control what we can control. You heard it from Casey. The playoffs are here about three and a half minutes before kickoff. When we return after this final pregame break, we will bring you the starting lineups and the opening kick for tonight's USL Eastern Conference semifinal between Louisville's City and the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. It's here on ESPN Louisville. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, rowdiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. With a Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org imagine. That's the power of you. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. 
Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Tonight's starting lineups for this USL Championship Eastern Conference semifinal are brought to you by Kraft House Pizza. Neither team, Louisville nor Pittsburgh, has made any changes from their most recent outing. We will begin with Louisville City. They are coming off of a 2-1 win in the regular season finale against Hartford Athletic two weeks ago after earning a bye in the first round of the playoffs. It will be Danny Fondes in goal. A back five tonight with Amadou Dia on the left, Manny Perez on the right, Josh Winder, Wes Sharpie, and Sean Tosh in the middle. In the midfield, it'll be the captain, Paolo Del Piccolo, who scored last week, and Tyler Gibson, and then the front three, Musha Galusa on the left, Ray Serrano on the, li- on the right and Wilson Harris down the middle. We are underway at Lynn Family Stadium. Louisville City moving from left to right wearing their gold standard alternate third uniforms, all black with gold numerals and trim. It is out for a Louisville City throw on the near side. They're right in their attacking half. Pittsburgh also unchanged. They won that thriller last week in penalties over Birmingham. It is Jamali Waite who made three saves in the shootout in goal. They also go with a back five. Denny Rovira, Mikel Williams, Arturo Ordonez, Shane Wheat, and Alex Dixon. As the ball is played behind by a Pittsburgh defender, it'll be our first Vi-Fi corner kick of this game. In the midfield for Pittsburgh, it's Danny Griffin, Kennardo Forbes, Robbie Mertz, and Russell Ciceroni, and they play in support of a forward Albert Dequa. This corner kick for Louisville City comes just past the minute mark, 105 and counting upward. It'll be an in-swinger off the left foot of Paolo Del Piccolo from the near side to Louisville City right in front of the Estopinal end. Here it comes. Sit into the six-yard box and wait the goalkeeper. Catches it out of the air. It's a nicely placed ball, but somebody has to be making that run on the goalkeeper or they have to have a player on the goalkeeper. It looks like they were trying to get it overweight because there was a player running it on the back post. So maybe the service was off, but regardless, I think there needs to be a player on the goalkeeper to challenge it a bit. Pittsburgh wearing typical Pittsburgh colors, gold jerseys, gray shorts, and gold socks. They are moving from right to left in this first half, attacking the goal at the waterfront end. It is along their back line with Mikkel Williams. He plays it back to Waite, a rookie out of UConn, who again came up big with three saves last week in the penalty shootout. He plays it long. It's goalkeeper to goalkeeper, and Danny Fondes, out of his defensive penalty area for Louisville, touches it forward to Tyler Gibson. Now it's along the back line, the back three for Louisville City, the left of the three center backs. The teenager, Josh Winder, under some pressure from Robbie Mertz, It's still in play. It falls to West Sharpie, and under pressure, he's forced to clear it upfield. Up for the header was Wilson Harris and Shane Wheat for Pittsburgh. They battle for the header. Now it's a loose ball in the midfield, 
And a battle for possession comes out with Louisville City in black. It's Wilson Harris who settles things. To the far side, the left with Amadou Dia. Now Musha Galusa in the deep in the corner. He's taken down. Fans want a foul. No foul given by the referee, and Pittsburgh takes over. I think a good decision there. I think Musha Galusa went down a little bit too easy there. I understand trying to draw the foul, but that early on in the game, you're not likely to get that call. I think there's been a little bit of miscommunication a few times, two forwards making the exact same runs. The offensive line for Lucity needs to get on the same page. Ball all the way back to Danny Fontes. Under pressure from Pittsburgh Ciceroni, he clears it up toward midfield. Louisville City trying to counter quickly. Here's Musha Galusa coming down the right side in the attack. It's been a fast start to this game. Musha Galusa in the penalty area, onto his left foot, tries the shot. It's blocked by two defenders. One sliding down was Ordonez to make the, uh, make the block, and it's still with Louisville City. They'll keep this attack on. It's the right move by Mushigalusa, but when he cuts the ball back, it takes almost two seconds for him to get the shot off. As soon as he cuts it back, he has to take the shot immediately because that's when the window is, that's when the opening is. Lucidi still with the ball in the attacking half. Our referee tonight, by the way, Elegio Araguin, a 30-year-old high school counselor from Northern California. And this time last season, he was here. In the Eastern Conference semifinal a year ago, a handball here against Pittsburgh will give Louisville City a fifth-third free kick, and they will keep it in the attacking half. He was the referee for Louisville City's one to nothing win over the Charlotte Independents in the Eastern Conference semifinal last season, and he awarded Louisville City an 87th-minute penalty that Cameron Lancaster took and scored to lift Louisville City into the Eastern Conference final. This is his first game in Lynn Family Stadium since then for the referee tonight. Aragin. After the fifth third free kick, Pittsburgh wins possession. They try and come forward through their forward. Dequa and a sliding challenge from Tyler Gibson wins the ball for Louisville City. Pittsburgh, though, takes it right back through the middle with Danny Griffin. And now it's a battle for possession at midfield. Louisville finally comes out with the ball. They'll play it all the way back to the goalkeeper, Danny Fondez, and try and build from the back. Under pressure, Fondez plays it long upfield. A good ball. Chested down by Wilson Harris. Through to Musha Galusa. Coming forward, Musha Galusa still chasing the ball. After a sliding challenge came in from a Pittsburgh defender on the far side, it'll fall into the arms of Jelani Waite, the goalkeeper, for the Hounds. This has been a really open game. There's a lot of space in the middle of the field. But what about that pass from Danny Fondes there? I mean, he's going one direction and plays a line drive driven ball across the field through four lines of players to find Wilson Harris. It was an incredible pass. Five minutes gone by, and it's been an entertaining one so far, if you can say that through five minutes. Up and down the field we've gone. A long ball from Waite, battle for the ball in the air, uh, headers back and forth, and finally a foul against Albert Dequa of Pittsburgh as Wes Sharpie went to the ground. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, about 10 yards outside of their defensive penalty area. And a little shaky moment there. It looks like it. Wes Sharpie got hit in the head a little bit. Thank goodness he's on his feet. He looks to be okay because you would not want to lose him due to a head injury in the first six minutes of this match. Here comes the fifth third free kick. Uh, it looked like it was going to be Toshi. Now leaves it for Danny Fondez, who will send it long. Numbers pressing forward for Louisville City. Two really stellar defensive teams in this game tonight. Louisville City with the second-best defensive record, having allowed just 28 goals this year. Pittsburgh under Bob Lilly, obviously a good defensive team. They were a bit further down the pack, though. They were ninth in terms of defensive record this year, having given up 40 goals over the course of the regular season. It's goalkeeper to goalkeeper once again, this time Fondez to Waite. And Waite has the ball in his hands in the Pittsburgh penalty area. He's looking to punt it long and does so here. Down the middle, 
towards Dequa. Dequa up for the header. It's one in the air by Wes Sharpie. A header from Paolo Del Piccolo looking for Ray Serrano, who's checked into the center circle. But Canardo Forbes in the midfield for Pittsburgh wins the ball. Now Pittsburgh ball over the top. Dequa giving chase. The flag goes up immediately. It is an offside and a fifth third free kick coming up for Louisville City six and a half minutes into this game. Yeah, and there was no argument there from Dequa because he knew that he was about five yards offsides. It's the right idea for Pittsburgh looking to release him between the two center backs of Sharpie and Winder there. But Dequa just has to do a better job of pulling his run back ever so slightly so he can stay on sides. Fifth third free kick taken at the back by West Sharpie to Josh Winder. Winder on the far sideline, winds up his left foot, sends it long toward either Mushaglusa or Harris, but it's past each of them and into the arms of Waite. He plays it quickly to Rivero on the near side, the left wing back in this back five for Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh will build out of the back. Arturo Ordonez now with it. Now to the far side to Alex Dixon, the veteran right wing back. He plays it long, and it's intercepted on the end by West Sharpie, and Louisville City will take over in possession now. It is the right center back, Sean Tosh. He sends it long down the inside right channel toward Ray Serrano, headed away there by Williams. Now Pittsburgh coming forward. It is Forbes to Mertz in the midfield circle, and then Griffin. Now coming forward from the far side, it is Wheat, and Wheat now to Dixon. They're in the attacking half just at the midfield stripe. In the midfield now, it's Griffin once again. Now Williams, the left center back of the three center backs for Pittsburgh. Across midfield, Russell, Russell Ciceroni, the number 10. Drifting, drifting backwards. Now Ordonez tries a long diagonal, and Dixon on the far side of the field didn't make an attacking run. So the ball will drift all the way to Denny Fondez, the Louisville goalkeeper who had to come out of his area to claim it with his feet. Just a not on the same page there. Williams, the center back, trying to play that long diagonal toward Dixon, the right wing back. No, but that was the longest spell of possession that either team has had so far starting off this match. Pittsburgh doing a very good job of moving off the ball, moving the ball back and forth until they're trying to find those gaps. They just have to make sure that they're on the same page when those gaps do appear because Lou City is not a team that is going to have very many gaps within their back line. So when they, you do find one, you have to make sure you capitalize on it. Both teams do like to possess the ball, as Louisville City does now along their back line. Louisville City averaging 55% possession. Pittsburgh averaging 50% possession on the season. It's a long ball from Louisville City here towards Amadou Dia, who made a bombing run down the left side. Wheat met him there, and it's out of play. Last touch by Wheat. It'll be a Louisville City throw on the far side, their left in the attacking half near the final third. And I love the for this formation and how it allows Dia and Perez to be able to push up the field more because I think they give so much offensively that this position allows them to be able to contribute more to the attack. Just past the nine-minute mark. No score so far. Thrown in by Amadou Dia toward the penalty area, headed away by Pittsburgh. It's back with Louisville City. Ray Serrano settles it backward to Josh Winder. Still in the attacking half. It's now Tosh and now Sharpie just outside of the center circle in the attacking half. To Winder on the far side, the left. Now Dia tried a little one-two with Mushagalusa. Those two not on the same page. An easy interception for Pittsburgh. But the press from Louisville City wins it back immediately. Here's Wilson Harris in the middle, charging toward the penalty area. Now the right side. Manny Perez just outside of the box. Perez dribbling in. Cut tries to cut it to his left foot. And a challenge there from Rivero will take it away from Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh will build out of the back here. Just an errant touch at the end there for Manny Perez. Louisville City trying to win it back through their press. Wilson Harris had a touch at it, couldn't do it, cleared away by Pittsburgh. Well, I think Perez just needs to be quicker on his decision-making there. Louisville in the, on, on the ball once again. It's Paolo Del Piccolo through to Wilson Harris in the penalty area. And good defending there from Rovira as he shields 
Harris away from the ball and watches it roll past the inline. It's out for a goal kick to Pittsburgh. And I love that Del Piccolo's trying to release Harris in there, but go yourself. You're right inside the 18-yard box. You receive the ball, and there's an opening. Have a shot yourself. They haven't really tested weight very much, and so I would like to see Del Piccolo have that shot, even though it's on his weaker foot. He's fully capable of putting the ball in the back of the net from there. Jamali Waite, the goalkeeper, takes the goal kick for Pittsburgh. It's a bouncing ball to the far side. There, right, Alex Dixon. The right wing back takes it. Dixon, a 32-year-old in his 12th year as a professional MLS experience uh, in his resume, on his resume as well. Wait, the goalkeeper, a long ball down the middle. Louisville takes over. Here they come forward. Ray Serrano, Wilson Harris in the middle, in the attacking half. Knocked off of Harris's feet. Serrano trying to battle for it. Forbes in the midfield for Pittsburgh comes down with it. Plays it forward. Intercepted by Tosh. A loose ball here. Ciceroni finally comes out of the crowd with it. And Pittsburgh trying to come forward. Robbie Mertz in the midfield. Now Shane Wheat, the right center back, coming forward. He's at the midfield stripe. Forward to Mertz, back to Wheat, under pressure from Mushagalusa. Dixon the far side. Now Ordonez for Pittsburgh as they retain possession through the center circle. On the inside left, it's Canardo Forbes. Forbes drifting to the left. Plays the ball with his left foot toward Dequa at the top of the box, headed away by Josh Winder and collected by Ray Serrano. Lou City with the ball now at the back. And Ray Serrano has an interesting position. Normally we see him line up on the wing, but he's been giving a lot of freedom. We're seeing him more in the middle of the field, kind of in that 10 position with just Mushigalusa and Harris up top. Pittsburgh coming forward. It's Mertz on the inside right as they won the ball after a long ball from Louisville City. But then it's given away by Alex Dixon, intercepted by Josh Winder, and Louisville City takes over at the back once again. They'll try and build here. We thought that might happen, Casey, when we were talking off-air before the game. Given that there's no Brian Ombi, and given that Musha Galusa is an out-and-out winger, he doesn't like to get in the midfield and create plays very often, it's going to fall on Serrano, I think, to tuck in and be that playmaking number 10 tonight for Louisville City. Well, because they don't really have anyone else. I mean, you have Corbin Bone, but he's been injured, coming back from injury, so he's not going to be able to go a full 90. You don't have Brian Ombi, and you don't have Jorge Gonzalez. Those are your two playmakers that can go into that position, and so... Ray Serrano has had to step up big time, tuck in from a natural wing position to fill that role. A loose pass. Can Mushaglusa pounce on it? Still trying to find it. Headed away from him by Dixon and then further away by Wheat for Pittsburgh. Mushaglusa couldn't find that ball. Pittsburgh in possession. It's Dixon tucking in and into the middle, Ciceroni. Russell Ciceroni dribbling forward. A heavy touch from him. Showed too much of it to Manny Perez. And then Ciceroni fouls Perez from behind. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in the Louisville defensive half on the inside right. They take it immediately. Sean Tosh on the ground to West Sharpie. Sharpie coming toward midfield. At the midfield stripe on the left side is Winder. Winder back to Sharpie. 13 minutes gone by in this Eastern Conference semifinal. A date with either Tampa Bay or Memphis on the line. Louisville City has never failed to make it to the Eastern Conference Final in seven previous attempts. Can they make it eight tonight? It's still Louisville ball. West Sharpie in the defensive half. Now the right center back, Tosh. Back to Sharpie. They're continuing to drift backward. Dequa up, uh, providing pressure for Pittsburgh. Now Ciceroni joining him. It's Ray Serrano on the near side, the right for Louisville City. He dribbles toward midfield. A 15-yard run, but he gives it away. Passes it right into the feet of Danny Griffin, and Pittsburgh takes over. Here they come in the attack. Ciceroni back to Griffin in the middle in the attacking half for the visitors tonight. Pittsburgh. Griffin dribbling to the far side. Leaves it with Dixon. Now forward, Robbie Mertz outside of the box, sizes up across. Here it comes. It's a good one. Touchdown by Ciceroni, and Ciceroni scores. Pittsburgh in front inside the opening 14 minutes, and Ciceroni runs to the corner flag with his hands to his ears. He has silenced this crowd at Lynn Family Stadium. Russell Ciceroni, 
the sixth-year professional with his 14th goal this season. And what a big one it is. Pittsburgh riding their momentum in these playoffs, and they have an early lead over Louisville City. It's Pittsburgh 1, Louisville nothing, with 14 minutes and 20 seconds on the clock. And it just wasn't good enough inside the box for Lou City. You cannot have players be that wide open in the box. Beautiful, beautiful cross coming in. Several Lou City players miss it. It falls to Cicerone. Cicerone does very well, though, to settle the ball. But he has enough time to settle the ball, get his head up, and then slot it past Fondes. Really, Fondes was left out to dry there. There's not really much he could do. A great finish from Cicerone, but very poor from Lou City. This is the first thing you would think would happen if this is going to be a nightmare of a night for Louisville City. An early goal for the visitors, a defensive team that knows their structure. They're already playing with five in the back. Might Pittsburgh just sit back and absorb pressure the rest of the way? That might be the game plan for Bob Lilly in that, on that Pittsburgh bench. Pittsburgh immediately wins the ball from the kickoff, however, and they're coming forward looking to add a second. It is Shane Wheat, the center back, coming forward. He's 10 yards past midfield and then fouled by Wilson Harris of Louisville City. It'll give a free kick here to the Riverhounds on their inside right about 10 yards past the midfield stripe in the Louisville defensive half. And if you're Louisville City... You have to begin to start getting something going offensively. You have not really been able to generate much. Your possession has not been very solid. So you have to begin to link together some passes, have a little bit more movement in the middle of the field, and come together more offensively. I don't even think they've had a shot really on goal at all. They've had one in the very early going. But, I mean, still, we are 16 minutes in. They should have more than one shot. So they just have to begin to put the pieces together to build up their offense and get some positives going. Trying to put it together here on the left side with Amadou Dia. He's dribbling against Dixon, gets to the end line, and it's going to be out past the end line, a goal kick here to Pittsburgh. Dia never got his cross in. Looked like he was just trying to feint one more time, and then the ball rolled past the end line. Good defending there by Alex Dixon on the right side for Pittsburgh. And that's the thing that I feel like a lot of times they just aren't playing quick enough when they get into the final third. They're taking too long on their touches. They're taking too long to pull the trigger on the shots. They're taking too long on their decision-making. Against a solid defensive team like Pittsburgh, you're not going to have a lot of time on the ball, so your decision-making has to be quick. Goal kick taken by Pittsburgh, one in the air by Sean Tosh. His header was a good one towards the run of Wilson Harris, but he couldn't get on the end of the ball. It's now back to Jelani Waite, the goalkeeper. He heaves it long once again. One in the air by Wes Sharpie for Louisville City. Picked up in the middle by Ray Serrano. He's in the Louisville defensive half, surrounded by yellow shirts. Plays it back to Winder. They'll try and switch fields from left to right now. It's Sean Tosh on the inside right. A long ball down the inside right channel to Paolo Del Piccolo. Not the most fleet of foot player for Louisville City. And he's beaten to the ball by Williams. Williams' clearance, one, in, uh, one on the end by Manny Perez. The attack's still on here for Lou City wearing their black jerseys tonight. It is Paolo Del Piccolo on the near side, the right. Through to Manny Perez. Here's his cross. Low and on the ground to the near post. Stabbed away by Ordonez. It's Cicerone on the near side for Pittsburgh as they try and get out from this pressure. Cicerone, a ball in the air into the middle. Robbie Mertz, a great touch. He brings it down. Plays it at the near sideline. Rovira on the near side. Defended by Sean Tosh and Paolo Del Piccolo. A collision between Rovira and Del Piccolo, and Del Piccolo did enough. Louisville City takes over on the ball. No foul called, though there might have been. It's Tyler Gibson now for Louisville City. 17 and a half minutes gone. Louisville trailing one to nothing to Pittsburgh. They're building out of the back here, Casey. Well, and Del Piccolo has to be careful. That's the second time he's kind of had a little bit of a late shove there. The ref is definitely watching. Even though he's not giving the call, he has in the back of his mind. So Del Piccolo needs to be careful that he doesn't get an early yellow. Long ball for Louisville City, headed away by Ordonez. It's now with Musha Galusa on the left side, dribbling into the penalty area on his right foot. Tries the curling shot with his right from 19 yards. And did it take a deflection? It didn't. It was over the bar and behind. 
very far off target, and it's a goal kick to Pittsburgh. It looked as though it did take a deflection because of the way the path of the ball was going, but I think he just completely mishit that ball. There was no one in there for a cross, so that had to have been a shot on goal, and if it's going to be a shot, you're going to have to have a little bit more power on it in order to get it on frame. Again, just not sharp enough in the final third. 18 and a half minutes gone. Louisville with a sizable possession advantage. 55% of the ball has been with Louisville City to this point in the game. But Pittsburgh with the lead. They have the ball here as well. Arturo Ordonez along their back line. Now to Mikel Williams. It goes under his feet, comes to Rovira, the left wing back. He heaves it long on the swivel toward Dequa. Dequa does well to get a touch to it, but it's one on the ground by Tyler Gibson. Now Amadou Dia, heavy touch from him. Showed too much of it to Alex Dixon. Dixon claiming that the last touch was from Amadou Dia as it rolls past the far sideline. But the assistant referee on the far side gives a throw here to Louisville City on the far side, their left in their defensive half. Winder takes it back to Wes Sharpie as Louisville comes out of the back once again here. Sharpie to Winder and a poor pass. It was 10 yards behind Winder. Those two down on the same page. An unforced error for Louisville City will give the ball to Pittsburgh here in their attacking half on the far side, their right. Well, I was just thinking Pittsburgh looks sharp. They're firing on all cylinders. They're moving off the ball really well. That's got to be due to playing a difficult game last weekend. Yes, Lou City did play a game, but it wasn't to the intensity. It wasn't a full actual match. You can't simulate a full actual match, and I think it's showing today. That game against St. Louis City 2, the MLS Next Pro Team, coached by former Louisville City coach John Hackworth. Ball into the box from Pittsburgh, well dealt with by Louisville City. They come away with the ball. Here's Sean Tosh along the back line. We don't know the score of that game, by the way, either. Nothing really publicly was made about that game by the club. They never even formally announced it, uh, in fact. It was Danny Cruz who said it in post-game press conference two weeks ago that they were going to play that game. Louisville still with the ball along the back line. It's Tosh. And now Sharpie as they try and build from the back. But needless to say, Casey, to your point, there's no replicating playoff intensity, even though Louisville City did a smart thing by playing that game last week. Yeah, I mean, it is a smart move to play so you can get minutes, you can get some familiarity, but you're not going to make a playoff game. You're not going to have, like, an actual game-like energy because players are going to try not to get hurt. Players are going to be careful. All of those different things. Fans booing because they wanted a corner kick for Louisville City. Mikel Williams... The left center back of the three for Pittsburgh had a touch under pressure from Manny Perez, who had made a run forward. He cleared it to the far sideline. It went past the inline by the corner flag. Looked like he had the last touch, but the referee disagrees and gives a goal kick here to Pittsburgh. That's why the booze. 21 minutes gone. Pittsburgh in front, one to nothing. Russell Cicerone, the opening goal for the Riverhounds. The goal kick sent long, one by Sharpie in the air, popped up by Musha Galusa, and then Wilson Harris. He goes down in a heap. No foul called. Headed back toward Mushagalusa, and now finally the referee will stop play and immediately call for the trainers to come on for Louisville City. This likely because he suspects a head injury for Wilson Harris, who is sitting on his hind or his, his backside with his hands propping him up. So he appears to be more or less okay, but he will get some treatment here. Yeah, I think it maybe might have been one of those where. Harris was hoping to get more of the foul by staying down a second longer because it did look like there was some contact. The ref is letting the players play, but I think it's to a fault. I think this game is going to get out of hand if it continues on this way, and I think the ref needs to establish some sort of control early on or he's going to lose control of this match. Two yellow cards shown by the referee in that Eastern Conference semifinal last year. Again, his name, Elegio Araguin. 
Two yellow cards he showed, one each way to Louisville and Charlotte last year. As Harris has received his treatment, he'll be forced off the field for the moment. And the referee will give a drop ball here to Pittsburgh in their defensive half. 22 minutes and change gone by. And Louisville City without much of a threat going forward really to speak of. They've not had a clear-cut chance so far, though two shots are on the stat sheet. The ball back in play, and so too is Wilson Harris as he jogs on from the near sideline, I should say. Pittsburgh with the ball. In the middle, it is Griffin in the midfield for them. Now Shane Wheat, the right center back. He clips the ball over the top toward the run of Dequa, also the run of Robbie Mertz. But Josh Winder will see it pass the far sideline for a Louisville City throw. He'll take this throw in the defensive half. Winder walking forward as the nerves and the anxiety rises in Lynn Family Stadium. Just some nervous sounds from these fans, as you can hear. The throw comes in to the inside left for Louisville City, a battle for possession. Still a loose ball. Finally, Ray Serrano comes down with a touch, and under pressure, pressure he'll heave it long down the far sideline. In the end, it's a really good ball. Amadou Dia on the end of it. Here's Dia. Still Dia on the left side of the box. Tries to put in a cross. It's defended well by Ordonez, but it's behind for a Vi-Fi corner kick, and that brings some energy to the crowd. Really nicely done from Amadou Dia. He doesn't have a whole lot of an angle to be able to get on to goal or get on frame, but he does well to create a cross, and I love the run from Wilson Harris. Wilson Harris was very far behind, but he made a sprinting run forward to be able to provide some support in the middle of the field for Dia, and that's who Dia's cross was intended for, but he earned the corner kick instead. This is a moment for Lou City to get a shot on goal, start to turn this game in their direction, begin to get the crowd behind them again, and get the momentum. Second Vi-Fi corner of of the game for Louisville City. Come from the far side, their left, two players over it, Serrano and Del Piccolo. It'll be Serrano into Del Piccolo. They play it short. Back to Amadou Dia on the inside left. Now Serrano on the far side. His cross hit high in the air under pressure, and it's out of play past the end line. It was directed toward Manny Perez, but Pittsburgh read that routine perfectly because when the ball was played back to Serrano by Dia, Robbie Mertz in the midfield was all over him, forcing an errant cross. It's a goal kick to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I'm not sure how much I like going with a trick play on your second corner kick of the game. I think you send the ball in and you give your team a chance, especially when your team is struggling a little bit. You've got really great, talented players in the air inside that box. Give them a chance. After the goal kick, a foul against Pittsburgh on the end, a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. Nearly 25 minutes gone by. Pittsburgh in front, one to nothing. It is in the... Back for Louisville City, West Sharpie under pressure from Dequa, dribbling to his left, plays it forward on the ground. Wilson Harris dropping deep for it. Harris knocked down from behind, and the whistle goes for a foul against Pittsburgh. Another fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. On the inside left, just near midfield. They play it quick from Gibson into the center circle. Serrano now on the right side. Tosh in the attacking half. Tosh on the ground forward toward Musha Galusa. He gives chase, but he's not going to get to it. Jelani Wade off of his line will pick it up off the ground on the left side of his penalty area. It's a decent ball, but you're trying to play the ball through the same seam that the runner is going through. Mushigalus and the ball are both trying to go through the same seam, and that's not going to work. The ball has to go through one seam, and the player has to go through another, and that's how it's going to be a more successful through ball. Ball set long from Waits, and it's knocked down by the Louisville City back line and played backward to Danny Fondez. He rolls it forward to Wes Sharpie. Louisville City builds out of the back once again. The possession now creeping upward for Louisville City. 57% of the ball to the boys in purple, but they've only mustered two shots out of it so far. Pittsburgh just the lone shot 
but it was a good one for Cicerone. Ball long toward midfield, knocked down by Pittsburgh. They play it forward. It's won by Louisville City in the middle. It is Tyler Gibson. He turns on a swivel and hits it long. Just a battle of long balls here between these two teams right now. No semblance of possession. And now comes down to Josh Winder along the back line for Lou City. Now Sharpie. The center of the three center backs to the right of the three. Tosh, they're moving backward here as Pittsburgh comes forward with some pressure. Dequa in the face of Sharpie. He'll have to hit it long with his left foot toward no one in particular. Shane Wheat there on the end for Pittsburgh. Forward to Griffin. Griffin does really well. Gets around a defender to Cicerone. Back to Canaro Forbes, the captain in the midfield center circle now. Plays a long diagonal to the right side. There's Robbie Mertz. He brings it down. Knocked off of his feet by Dia, but picked up by Griffin for Pittsburgh. They'll continue the attack. A ball on the ground through to Canardo Forbes. Well read by Paolo Del Piccolo. He intercepts for Louisville. Here comes Ray Serrano. A long diagonal from the midfield into the attacking half. Manny Perez on the end of it. Bombing down the right side. Here's Perez getting to the end line. His cross toward the blocks. Blocked, uh, blocked by Rovira. It's behind. Another Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City. It'll come from the near side. They're right with 27 minutes on the clock in Pittsburgh and a one to nothing lead. And the way these teams are being successful offensively is when they play through the middle of the field. The middle of the field is so clogged, but it's when those players are able to find pockets of space. That's how they're breaking the, out the opponent down for both sides. Pittsburgh has done very well with their combination play in the middle of the field, and I feel like Lou City hasn't been able to find that as much as Pittsburgh has. This Vi-Fi corner from the near side, the Louisville City right on in-swinger off the left foot of Del Piccolo. Here it comes towards the near post, headed away by Pittsburgh. Picked up by Serrano. Backwards to Tyler Gibson. The attack still on for Lou City. Now Amadou D on the inside left. His ball into the box with his left foot. Headed by Sean Tosh, but he couldn't direct it toward anyone. Just glances off of the top of his head, in fact, and it's behind a goal kick here to Pittsburgh. And I think that's a tough angle for Dia to play that ball in. I would like to maybe see them try to get the ball wide again instead of playing from a more central angle because when you play from that central angle, it's very difficult for the player to then get a look on frame, whereas if you swing it a little bit wider, you can angle the ball a bit more, and that's going to allow for a more direct shot on target. 28 minutes gone by. Louisville City just really starting to grab a little bit of a foothold in this game. It's an errant ball, though, from the goal kick by Waite. He gets some jeers from this crowd. The ball past the far sideline. It's a throw to Louisville City. About eight yards past midfield on their left. Amadou D, the left back, will take it. He throws it backward into the ground to Josh Winder. They'll swing it from left to right. Now in the middle, it's West Sharpie. Looking toward the right, plays it there to Manny Perez across midfield in the attacking half for Louisville. Down the near sideline, Palado Piccolo making a run. He's on to it now. Defended by Williams. Del Piccolo, a second defender. That is Rovira comes over. Del Piccolo plays a ball into the box. Manny Perez had made a run forward. A collision between Perez and Forbes. And a foul goes against Manny Perez of Louisville City. It's a free kick to Pittsburgh in their box. I like that Lou City's looking to be more aggressive going forward, but now it just comes down to attention to details. You need to continue to have that energy, that momentum going forward, but you have to make sure that you're focusing on the little things, your first touch, your movement, your passes, things like that, so then you can stay sharp in the final third and your movement going forward isn't going to be halted because of a silly mistake. Goal kick sent long by White Louisville on the end of it. They're in possession, but an errant header from Del Piccolo intended for Manny Perez. Goes out of bounds. It'll be a Pittsburgh throw on the near side. They're left at the midfield stripe. This is the third meeting between these teams this season, and this is the first time Pittsburgh has scored on Louisville City. It was a 2 nothing win to Louisville back on April 30th, and then the second meeting in Pittsburgh was a scoreless tie on September 10th. After the throw from Pittsburgh, it's a battle for possession in the middle, and Robbie Mertz does well, plays it backward to Ordonez to keep possession for his team. Serrano continues a run forward for Louisville City to put the goalkeeper under pressure. Wait, and Wait sends it long. One in the air by Louisville City, but it 
Not on the same page once again. Del Piccolo trying to link up with Mushagalusa, but the ball was behind him. It's one on the end by Pittsburgh. Long ball forward from them, one back by Louisville City. Maybe a chance here. Manny Perez outside of the box is crossed to Harris. Pops it high up into the air at the near post. And it's behind. It'll be a 5-5 corner kick to Louisville City. A difficult play for Wilson Harris to make at the near post, but he did just about enough to get this corner for his team. It's a good ball in, and Wilson Harris makes a great run. He's defended very, very tightly, so it's going to be very difficult for him to do a whole lot with that, but he made the most of it and earned the corner kick. You've got to imagine something's going to start giving for Lou City. It'll be the fourth corner. Here it comes from Palo Del Piccolo. The Wi-Fi corner kick popped high into the air by Ordonez in the six-yard box. Out of the box. Robbie Mertz wins the battle for Pittsburgh, trying to jumpstart the counter. Here's Alex Dixon. Three on two for Pittsburgh if they move quickly. Dixon on the left into the middle to Forbes. A touch pass Dia. Forbes still with it. And Mustragalusa sticks out a leg to win the ball for Louisville City. Last ditch defending there by Louisville City's attacker. Here they come. The boys in purple wearing black tonight. Mustragalusa across midfield. Threw down the near sideline. Manny Perez. A chance for Lou City here. End-to-end stuff. Perez in the box. Right-footed ball toward Wilson Harris. And it's off of his foot. Or was it? No, it's off of a Pittsburgh player behind another Vi-Fi corner coming up for Louisville City. It's been Perez to Wilson Harris, the last two attacks, and they've earned two corners out of it. And Manny Perez has been very good coming down this right side. Now it's just going to come down to that final piece of the cross. There on that cross, Wilson Harris wasn't expecting it. He was tucked a little bit too close to Manny Perez, and there was nobody in the middle of the field. So there has to be that second runner coming in because Wilson Harris is going to pull defenders with him. Here it comes from Del Piccolo from the near side, the right. It's to the back post. Headed down by Wilson Harris, but he couldn't direct his header toward the goal or toward a teammate. It bounces past the end line and is a goal kick now to Pittsburgh. They've gone toward the near post about three times now from this near side. The right that time to the back post. Looked like he might have overhit it a little bit there, Paolo Del Piccolo. Yeah, the service just hasn't really been sharp enough from Del Piccolo on those corner kicks. He's either underhitting them to the near post or overhitting it to the far post. Hasn't really been able to find that sweet spot or be able to pick out a target there inside the box. The ball from the goal kick sent long and a foul as Winder and a Pittsburgh player went up for the ball in the air. Winder was undercut there, but he's okay. The Pittsburgh player actually got the worse of that play, and it's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City once they do resume. It looks like it was Robbie Mertz, it was, who committed the foul, and Mertz very angry with the referee because he believed he was fouled by Winder, but the ref gives the foul against Mertz of Pittsburgh. Mertz still giving it to the referee. Well, I think Mertz needs to be careful because he has been their best player so far in this game. He has been involved in almost every single attack, moving the ball forward. He's been that the piece in the middle of the field that is they've been able to find to break down Lou City defensively. And so he really needs to watch his mouth so he doesn't get a yellow card and ultimately hurt his team potentially. Mertz joined the team mid-fee or mid-season rather from Atlanta United 2. It's his second second stint with Pittsburgh. He's a Pittsburgh native. No card shown, however. The referee let him have his piece. And now he finally gives the fifth third free kick to Lou City. Here they come forward on the left side. It's Amadou Dia. The flag goes up. Offside against Dia. It was a well-worked move for Louisville City down the left side. Serrano played it through the inside channel to Dia, but Dia was offside. A little bit unfortunate there for Dia to be offside. He clearly does not agree. It's hard to really tell, though, from this distance and from the angle, but the ref has the clear look. Dia... Just maybe hold your run ever so slightly, or it's just got to be a little bit quicker on the through ball. Just, again, sharpening it up between those combinations. 
34 minutes gone in this Eastern Conference semifinal in the USL Championship. Pittsburgh in front, one to nothing. A 14th-minute goal scored by Russell Cicerone sees them in the lead on the road. The fifth or the free kick for Pittsburgh sent long and won by Louisville City. Here they come forward down the left side with Musha Galusa. He dribbles right into four yellow shirts. They win the ball off of his feet. They play it long, headed down by Sharpie, picked up in the center circle by Cicerone for Pittsburgh. Drops it off to Mertz behind him. Actually, that is Griffin. Griffin now to Rovira, the left back. He's under pressure from Manny Perez. Plays it backward to Wait, the goalkeeper. Harris coming forward with pressure. Wait goes long. Past the center circle. Dequa up high. Wins the header for Pittsburgh. Connects with Mertz. Mertz trying to return it to Dequa. Couldn't do it. It's an overpass. Amadou Dia there for Louisville City. He heaves it long. And the flag goes up against Musha Galusa on the end. There's no semblance of flow to this game whatsoever right now. Every time the ball is in the middle of the field, both teams are just knocking the ball between each other. And really both teams seemingly happy to go long here, Casey. Am I reading that correctly? Are you seeing the same thing I'm seeing Yeah, here? well, it's so tight in the middle of the field because both teams are clogging that space and they're not utilizing the width of the field as much as they should. All the players are collapsing into the middle. And so it's clogging up that space and making it really difficult to play through. So then it's forcing the teams to have to play the ball long over top. But both of these teams handle those very well because they drop back and they kind of swarm that player. And so it's going to be very difficult to beat either one of these teams that way. So it's going to come down to who's able to break the key, kind of spread the field offensively and see if they can have a little bit more combination play to break down the defensive structure of the other team. Here comes Lou City. On the inside right, Tosh into the attacking half. The near sideline, Manny Perez. Tosh continues his run. The return ball to Tosh, though, too far out in front, and it's behind. Another goal kick here to Pittsburgh. Creative idea from Sean Tosh. Again, Louisville City playing with five backs tonight, as they have the last few weeks of the season. But down a goal, maybe it's a good idea to see one of them go forward a little bit and join the attack. Tosh tried to there. Couldn't get on the end of that pass from Manny Perez. A goal kick to Pittsburgh coming up with Nine minutes to go in the first half. Pittsburgh in front, one to nothing. Well, a lot of times those runners that come in from a different position, they're going to come through unmarked because teams aren't used to having to track that player. So it's not a bad idea from Sean Tosh. But again, it just comes down to the execution in the final third. It's just not good enough. 58% possession for Louisville City. A foul once again against Pittsburgh on the inside left at the midfield stripe. We'll give a fifth third free kick to Lou City here. Serrano takes it quickly on the ground backward to Sharpie in the center circle. Now swings it to the near side, the right to Sean Tosh. He's in the attacking half by a few yards. Further forward down the near sideline, Perez under pressure, pops it in the air back to Tosh. He does well under pressure from Dequa. Now turns backward once again under pressure from Dequa. Well done there from Sean Tosh, who goes down and grabs his ankle for a moment, but he appears to be okay. Ball ba- now back with Tosh. Now Sharpie in the middle. Sharpie in the Louisville half. Josh Winder in the Louisville half. Under pressure from Mertz. Here's Winder dribbling forward. 1-2 with da- uh, Palo Del Piccolo. Winder does well. Plays it to Mushagalusa. Mushagalusa goes down. Wants a foul. And the foul finally given. Referee blows his whistle. As Mushagalusa is down in a heap. Holding his right leg. But great combination play. Brave running from Josh Winder with the ball at his feet, and he did really, really well there, Casey. Well, it's a great run by him. I think he ends up getting fouled, and then he turns it over to Mushagalusa, who definitely gets fouled. The ref did a good job to wait for advantage to play on, but there was two opportunities there for a foul to be called. So Lou City now gets a great opportunity on a set piece to be able to send the ball in and see if they can get a look on goal. It's the 38th minutes, seven minutes and change plus stoppage time to go. 
in this first half. This fifth third free kick will come in the Louisville City attacking half on the inside right, about 25 yards past midfield, and about the same distance, well, probably about 40 yards from goal in truth. So it'll be a ball into the box for a runner to try and get ahead on. Five players in black jerseys for Louisville, poised to attack it. It's Serrano and Del Piccolo standing over it. And it'll be Serrano to take. Here it comes, an outswinger away from goal, and it's headed away by Williams, the defender for Pittsburgh. No one near the ball in black for Louisville City. His header comes back to Serrano. Serrano on the ball, the attack still on for Louisville. Tyler Gibson in the middle, uh, dribbles toward the left, into the center circle, plays it backward to West Sharpie. Sharpie plays it to the right in the air, the near sideline. Del Piccolo a header. Header forward to Manny Perez, battling with Ordonez, and Ordonez shields Perez away from the ball. It goes out for a goal kick here to Pittsburgh. Booze raining down from some fans here at Lynn Family Stadium. Frustration evident as Pittsburgh has remained in the lead for about 25 minutes now with six minutes and change to go plus stoppage time in this first half. Well, I feel like Lou City has to be, like I keep, I feel like it's something a broken record. They have to be sharp on their execution. And that comes with getting their head up and picking out a specific target on crosses and balls into the box. I feel like too many times they send in a cross because they know that's what they're supposed to do. I'm supposed to cross it here. I need to send in a ball. They need to pick out a target and say, I'm going to play the ball to this player. It's going to go to that player. And I think there'll be more success on their services. Long ball from Pittsburgh resulted in a collision near the center circle as it looks like Albert Dequa went up for a header and got the brunt of that collision. So the referee has stopped play and brought the trainers on for Pittsburgh this time. 39 and a half minutes and counting upward on the clock at Lynn Family Stadium as we have this brief injury pause. Louisville City with 59% of the possession. We thought this might be the way it went, particularly after Pittsburgh scored an early goal. Again, Bob Lilly, the head coach for the Riverhounds, Known in this league for years now for his defensive style and a team on the road for the second consecutive week in these playoffs. Now playing with a lead for the first time in these playoffs. They will likely be happy to go into halftime with a one to nothing lead. Honestly, they'll be happy to win this game one to nothing. I think, Casey. Oh, 100%. They're perfectly content with this scoreline and the way they are playing is reflecting it. They've had one shot and one shot on target. And so... They're not, yes, they're still trying to create going forward, but they're more concerned about their defense and making sure that they don't have any gaps defensively that Lou City can break down. And Lou City's going to have to start to get creative, like I said in my keys to the game, to figure out a way to break down that back line because right now what they've been doing hasn't been working. So what changes are they going to make to get something going offensively? After the foul that resulted in the injury to Dequa, it was a free kick to Pittsburgh. They sent it long into the box, and it's a header on frame from Rovira, but a comfortable save moving to his right for Danny Fondez. It might have been actually off target in the end. Not sure if it'll go down as a shot on the stat sheet. Four minutes to go plus stoppage time as Dequa returns to the field. Louisville City still trailing one to nothing to Pittsburgh, and they have the ball here, does Louisville City. They play it long from Sharpie down the middle toward Musha Galusa, well defended by Mikel Williams. He plays it wide and out of play. It's a throw to Lou City on the near side there, right in the attacking final third near the corner flag. Manny Perez takes it into Musha Galusa, shielding up against the defender. He goes down, no foul called. Ciceroni clears, but it's to Gibson. The attack still on for Louisville City. Here's Musha Galusa on the right side, the near sideline once again. Tries to clip it to Manny Perez. Headed away by Griffin toward Dequa. Dequa trying to break the pressure, and he's fouled by Tyler Gibson. Dequa immediately up in arms, calling for a card from the referee tonight. But the referee waves him off. It'll be a mere regular foul and a free kick here to Pittsburgh in their defensive half on the near side, their left. 
Well, I think Shantosh is definitely going to get a talking to here because that's his second foul back-to-back. -back. That's been a solid challenge, and so it could be for persistent fouling. He's another one that has to keep his head in this game and not let his emotions get to him because he cannot get a yellow card in the first half. Free kick for Pittsburgh, taken by Williams. Three minutes to go plus stoppage time in the first period of play. And a foul here against Dequa on the end as he tried to go down. Looked like he was just backing into Sean Tosh. And it'll be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City here. They tried to take it quick. The referee makes them take it again. It went too quick for his liking. It's Sharpie along the back. Now Tosh once again on the inside right, just outside of Louisville box. Plays it backward to the goalkeeper, Fondez, with his feet. Sends it long in the air, down the near side. Mushigalusa up top for it, goes up for the header, loses out to Williams. Forbes a header forward from Pittsburgh's perspective. Back his way from Sharpie. Forbes now to Cicerone on the near sideline. The goal scorer trying to dribble around Tyler Gibson. Gibson drags him down by the shoulder. A foul called against Tyler Gibson. And a free kick here to Pittsburgh once again in their attacking half on the near side. Their left maybe three yards in field from the near sideline, 20 yards past midfield. And it's definitely a foul from Gibson there. Just gets Cicerone with the body a little bit. Not really making contact with the ball. But this game is starting to pick up in intensity. The players are starting to get a little bit heated. Blue City has to make sure that they keep their cool and they don't let this affect the way that they play. We've seen it in the past where they've let their emotions get the best of them. They let the calls for the referee, the physicality of the game get the best of them. They have to stay locked in and keep their goal in mind. No cards shown yet by our referee tonight, but that may change as we go longer in this evening. Canardo Forbes takes the free kick for Pittsburgh on the ground into Griffin. Now in the midfield, Alex Dixon. Now to the far sideline. And it's swung into the box by the player on the far side. That is Forbes. No, that's Dequa who's shown up on the far side. And his cross is blocked. Uh, it'll be out for a Pittsburgh throw right about where he made that play. On the far side, they're right in their attacking half. They're taking their sweet time and taking these throws, as you might expect. Just about over a minute to go, plus stoppage time remaining in the first half, and the visitors lead it one to nothing. Dixon to take this throw. It's now back in play towards Dequa. Touchdown by Amadou Dia. Griffin comes out of the crowd with it for Pittsburgh. He plays it backward to Ordonez. Uh, actually, that was Wheat, and now Ordonez in the center circle. It is Williams now with it for Pittsburgh. They swing it out of the near sideline. Cicerone dribbling in against Tosh. Maybe a chance for Pittsburgh. Cicerone on his left. Here's a cross. It's a good win into the six-yard box and knocked away by Josh Winder. His clearance. Out into the middle to Ray Serrano, but he's hustled off the ball by Canardo Forbes. Here comes Pittsburgh once again. Forbes outside of the box, on his right foot, into Griffin. Top of the box, takes an aim from distance, and it was not far away. Maybe a yard over Danny Fondez's bar into the waterfront in standing section. It's a goal kick for Louisville City, but Griffin, Danny Griffin, a 24-year-old from Connecticut, not far away from doubling Pittsburgh's advantage there. What a shot that was. He absolutely ripped that. And like you said, he was not very far off. But he had way too much time and space in the middle of the field to be able to take that touch, set himself up, and have that beautiful look. Lou City has to tighten up defensively, has to clear the ball out. You cannot allow a player to have that much time at the top of the box. We have moved into stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of two minutes to this first half. So two minutes to go. Pittsburgh in the lead one to nothing over Louisville in this Eastern Conference semifinal. It's the playoff opener for Lou City. They had a bye last week. Pittsburgh coming off of a thrilling penalty shootout victory over Birmingham. Lou City in possession along their back line. It's Sharpie in the center. Turns toward the left. Plays it there to Josh Winder. The left of the three center backs. Winder drifting into the middle. Plays it cross field on the ground to Sean Tosh. Tosh turns upfield. Plays it there toward Ray Serrano, who's making a run to the near sideline, but once again off target, once again not on the same page. 
seems like there's been a lack of accuracy tonight from Louisville City in their passing game. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw on the near side, their left. Well, I don't know if it's nerves, if it's, you know, the emotion of the game or what it is, but this is not the Lou City team that we're used to seeing. This is not the team that's very strong in possession. This is not the team that creates a lot of opportunities. So I don't think Danny Cruz is going to be very pleased with this first half performance, and I can imagine the halftime speech is going to be a, a colorful one to say the least. I would imagine as well. And Louisville City, to be to point it out, they've been a better second-half team this season than a first-half team. Fans up in arms, a collision and an argument here. Hands to the face from Musha Galusa to, that is, Rovira for Pittsburgh. They collided. A foul was called immediately, and we're going to have our first booking of the night. Our referee tonight, once again, Elihio Areguin of California, has the yellow card out of his pocket. And it's going to go to Danny Rovira, the left wing back for Pittsburgh. So our first World of Beer yellow card goes to the Hounds. And it'll be a fifth-third free kick here for Louisville City in their attacking half. About 35, 40 yards from goal on the near side, the right, about five yards infield from the near sideline. And you got to imagine this will probably be the last play of the game. And so it's the opportunity that Lou City needs to have something positive going into halftime. They have to get something, whether it's a shot on goal, whether it's a successful connection from the cross to one of their players. They have to have something positive from this set piece going into halftime to try to push some momentum their direction as the second half starts. Serrano and Del Piccolo stand over it. The referee now retreats back toward the crowd of players. Five black shirts and a sixth Tyler Gibson lurking around to attack this free kick. Serrano and Del Piccolo once again standing over it. Referee blows his whistle. It'll be Del Piccolo's free kick to take. Here it comes. An in-swinger off of his left foot. Headed down and out of the box by Pittsburgh. Picked up by Harris. Back to Dia. Dia's ball into the box. Toward Winder who tries to flick it on towards goal. Did reasonably well, but wait Diving to his right, keeps it in play. It was off target, I believe, in the end. And that will be the final action of this first half. Anxiety befalls the crowd in Butchertown because Pittsburgh has come on the road in this Eastern Conference semifinal and through their number 10, Russell Ciceroni, they have taken a first-half lead. It is Pittsburgh 1, Louisville City nothing as we head to the halftime break here on ESPN Louisville. Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota Camry. It's built in the USA. Camry's got style and innovation. It's America's best-selling car. Camry all-wheel drive is one of 15 different all-wheel drive Toyotas. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 52 MPG, Camry Hybrid could save you thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. 
Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Imagine your bright career when you join the UofL health team. Now, imagine receiving free tuition to the University of Louisville. At UofL Health, we believe in investing in you and the power of education. So now, your UofL Health family has college tuition covered for all employees and their families. Just imagine the possibilities. For details, visit uoflhealth.org imagine. That's the power of you. You're listening to the Louisville City FC Halftime Report. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. It is halftime at Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown in this USL Championship Eastern Conference Final, and it is a disconcerting score for Louisville City fans. Pittsburgh playing on the road tonight, the number five seed at the number one seed in the East. And they have a one to nothing lead, courtesy of Russell Ciceroni, who scored in the 14th minute. Louisville City at home is 3-1-1 this season when they concede the first goal. And they are 1-0-1 at home when they trail at halftime. They need to add to those totals, Casey Whitfield, because this is do or die. It's the playoffs. All the success they've had this season, the 72 points, which is a club record, the 22 wins, which is a club record, all of that goes for nothing if they lose this game tonight. So Danny Cruz has to make some kind of halftime adjustment to turn this thing around for his team. Yeah, because the team that was just out there does not tell me those stats that you just said, does not tell me it was a record-breaking season, that they had such a phenomenal season. That te- that was not that team out there. That was probably one of their worst halves of soccer, in my opinion. I don't think they moved the ball well. I don't think they were on the same page. I don't think they were organized defensively. They did not look like the Lucidity team that we have seen throughout this season. And so Danny Cruz has some big moves that need to be made and some big questions to answer and I, I don't know who exactly you turn to because you don't really have a whole whole lot of depth you have depth on the bench but not the kind of depth that you need right now the only time Louisville City has been able to come from behind at with a halftime deficit was against Detroit if I recall correctly they scored twice in about the span of three minutes in the 60th minute area to come from behind and win that game here at home a few weeks back. So Louisville City needs to replicate that kind of effort in the second half. Again, Pittsburgh scored 14 minutes in, and as you might expect, given the reputation of Pittsburgh and the reputation of their coach, Bob Lilly, they were comfortable to defend for the rest of the half, and they did defend really, really well, I have to say. 59% of possession with Louisville City in the first half. They were only able to generate four shots out of that possession, None of them on target. They did win five corner kicks, but it was not creative enough. The balls into the box weren't good enough. The passes too often were inaccurate. 
and any opportunity Louisville City really had going forward was not a great one. I, I can't remember a really clear-cut chance that they had. Maybe Wilson Harris once or twice at the near post where the ball went into the stands, but that's a really difficult finish for a player to make on a well-driven-in ball from the right from Manny Perez. Really, those are the only two chances. Those opportunities where Perez whipped in a ball to the near post and Harris won a corner from it. Those are the only two times that I remember Louisville City being very threatening in that first half. That was literally it, and I don't even think that those were seriously threatening chances. I think that's reaching pretty far because there there wasn't anything. There wasn't any moment to really get excited about to where you made Wait have to make some incredible save. You made Wait have to step up. You made the back line have to make an incredible play. The crosses weren't sharp enough. They were easily picked off. There weren't enough players in the box, and there's not that goal-scoring mentality. And so it just it, it seemed deflated almost when they got into the final third. It was like they, they got the ball there, and then nothing happened. And so it's going to have to change in the second half if they want to get back in this game. Let's talk about what changes they need to make after we return from this break. Eight and a half minutes to go before the second half begins. And again, it is Pittsburgh 1 Louisville City nothing at the halftime break in this USL Eastern Conference Final. You're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudiest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... And when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Lou City FC and Racing Louisville merch is the best way to show pride for your teams and your city. Lancaster firing a shot from very far out and knuckled it in! Our 2022 jerseys are now available, so grab your kit and get ready to cheer on the team this season. Visit the team store at Lynn Family Stadium open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6 to check out the new apparel, accessories, and novelties arriving weekly. Or shop online at shop.lucity.com and shop.racingloufc.com. Stadium, where again the halftime score is Pittsburgh 1, Louisville nothing. And that halftime score is presented by Surf Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. Changes have to be made, you'd think, from Danny Cruz in this second half. But the issue for Louisville City, as we set off the top of the broadcast tonight, Casey, they are thin. The numbers are low. They are missing some key players. Brian Ownby, for the now fifth consecutive game, is not available tonight. 
He's out with an injury. Cameron Lancaster is available and is currently on the field warming up with the other substitutes. But he was listed as questionable. Not sure how healthy he is. Not sure how long he might be able to go off the bench. Again, he's coming back from multiple injuries this season and evidently sustained something in that game last week in the bye week against St. Louis City SC2 because he was downgraded to questionable this week. So the point I'm making, there are very few options in that creative role for Louisville City to build from the middle of the field and build chances for this team. What do you think Danny Cruz is going to do in this second half? I think you have to, the change you have to make right off the bat is Corbin Bone has to come in. And I think the only player that I see him filling in for is Paulo Del Piccolo. And while I think Paulo Del Piccolo had a great game, I don't think he brings that speed and that creativity that they need right now in the middle of the field. Gibson's a little bit faster player. I think Ray Serrano has been all over the place, and they haven't been able to find him because they haven't had all the pieces in the middle of the field. And so I think Del Piccolo out, Corbin Bone in, and I think that's the only change you make right now because I don't think Lancaster's capable of going this long in the match. I think we might see him, if he is fully available, fully ready to go in about the 60th minute mark, and I think that's when you would take out Mushigalusa most likely and put him up top with Harris. And again, we did see Lancaster for about that length of time, 30 minutes in the season finale against Hartford. He did score a penalty late on in that game to win it 2-1 to one over the Hartford Athletic in the season finale for Louisville City. The other options off the bench, Elijah Winder, a young player who will, if he does come into this game, it'll be just his 11th appearance of this season, the Academy product, the older brother of Josh Winder, Carlos Mogel, another Academy product in the midfield that would be just his 14th appearance this season. So, again, the options are very limited for Danny Cruz. I feel like we could see Winder for Ray Serrano, though. Yeah. I think that would be a good change, and I think when Winder's come in, he's done very well offensively. I think Carlos Mogel Jr., though, is more of a defensive player, and I don't see them taking Tyler Gibson out, and I feel like he would be the sub for Gibson. Well, if this is any indication of what kind of halftime speech we got from Danny Cruz, there are three minutes and change on the clock remaining in halftime, and the Louisville City team has already returned from the locker room. They are out on the field well early of their opponents, Pittsburgh. So you'd have to think it was a hair-raising halftime talk from Danny Cruz. We'll see what kind of impact that, that may have in the early moments of the second half. We will step aside for our final halftime break. Again, the halftime score, which is presented by Serve Pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC, is Pittsburgh 1. Louisville nothing in this Eastern Conference semifinal on ESPN Louisville. That boy of mine. He sure does take after me. I love football. He loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs. He puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt. Neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota RAV4. It's the best-selling SUV in America. It's incredibly versatile. The electrified RAV4 Hybrid is one of 15 different all-wheel drive Toyotas, and it has the best resale value in its class. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 40 MPG, it could save you thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. From their first steps to their first dance. 
high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Welcome back. The second half, moments away from beginning. Again, the serve pro Floyd County halftime score. It is Pittsburgh 1, Louisville City nothing in this Eastern Conference semifinal. Serve pro Floyd County, the official restoration partner of Louisville City FC. One substitution at the half. It is one of the players we suspected. Corbin Bone comes on for Louisville City. It'll be his 30th appearance of the season. He replaces Wes Sharpie. So it is a change in shape for Danny Cruz. That substitution for Louisville City. Bone on, Sharpie off. Brought to you by MHS Global, above and beyond. Cruz going to a back four now for Louisville City and bringing on an extra midfielder in Corbin Bone. What do you make of that, Casey? I think it's a very smart move because where you've been struggling is in the middle of the field. So by bringing Corbin Bone on, you're going to allow Ray Serrano to push out wider. You're going to allow Mushigalusa to push out wider. Utilize that width that they haven't been able to use in the game. Hopefully spread the game out and hopefully gain control of the middle of the field. So I like this move. I'm very interested to see how it plays out. We're back underway in the second half. We'll switch ins. Louisville City wearing their Black alternate uniforms tonight will move from right to left in the second half, attacking the goal in the waterfront end, while Pittsburgh will attack the Estopinal end goal, moving from left to right. Louisville City in possession, 30 seconds gone in the second half. It is Manny Perez now at right back, and the center back pairing of Tosh and Winder combined here. It's Winder, the left center back, after Sharpie was removed from the game. Plays it across the center circle to the right center back, Tosh. Touches it across midfield into the attacking half. Turns backward to Winder in the center circle as Lucidi patiently builds this opening attack of the second half. Winder forward and a bad ball. He gives it away right to Robbie Mertz. Here comes Pittsburgh on the counter. Four on three. Mertz with a runner to his left. It's the goal scorer, Ciceroni. Here he is in the box on his right foot. Tries the shot and it's a little dribbler right into the feet of Tyler Gibson cleared away by Paolo Del Piccolo. A great opportunity for Pittsburgh on the break, but Ciceroni got it all wrong on the end. Ciceroni completely blew that opportunity because it was a great chance. Really poor from Josh Winder, though. I understand he's trying to break the lines of pressure and play Tyler Gibson, but you have to continuously move the ball around to get that line moving a bit more. You televised your pass a bit much, which is why they were able to pick it off so easily because Pittsburgh's just going to sit and wait for that moment. Here they come, though. Ciceroni through the middle. Flag stays down. Ciceroni scores. 2-0 Pittsburgh. A minute and 45 seconds into the second half, and Ciceroni has doubled the Pittsburgh advantage on the road. It was so well worked through the middle. Ciceroni was onside and behind the defense for Louisville City, and he put it away past Danny Fontes. And the boys in purple, Louisville City, have their backs against the wall, to say the least. 
It's Pittsburgh 2, Louisville City nothing in the 48th minute. Cicerone with both goals tonight for the Riverhounds. Yeah, and fans thinking that he was offside, and he was not. He was about two or three yards onside when that ball was played. He did so well with his run, timed it beautifully. How he came through unmarked is beyond me, but perfectly timed it. Fondes came off of his line, but at that point, Cicerone had the entire goal as his target, and he just placed it perfectly. It's a nice finish, but Lou City is beating themselves right now. That was a clear error by them. They were not tight in the back, just like they weren't on the first goal, and now they have a huge hole to get out of. Still a lot of time to come for Louisville City to try and dig themselves out of this hole, but if it was a Halftime team talk from Danny Cruz that was going to see his team come out flying. They've done the opposite. They've come out flat. And Cicerone takes advantage to score the second goal for Pittsburgh. And still loose play at the back for Louisville City. Josh Winder under pressure from Dequa. Dequa got a touch and sends it back toward Danny Fondes for Louisville City. It is all out of sorts at the back for Louisville right now. It's just too nonchalant with their play. They're just kind of half-heartedly moving the ball around. Backline has to be sharper and there has to be more movement offensively between the offensive players to give them options. They have to get out of their heads and begin to focus on this game because they've got a lot of work to do. Long diagonal toward Musha Galusa is overplayed from Winder. It's out for a Pittsburgh throw on the near side there, right? Dixon into Mertz. He clips it forward from Pittsburgh's perspective. Hooked back his way by Winder in midfield. A battle for possession in the middle. Bone battling with Forbes. Forbes gets a touch. Now Mertz comes in. Forbes with the ball, Dequa, and Dequa is offside. So a fifth-third free kick coming up here for Louisville City in their defensive half by about 8 or 10 yards. They take it quickly with Dia into the center circle now. Winder touches it forward to Bone. Back to, that was Tosh, in fact. And now Tosh in the center circle. Louisville City hasn't advanced the ball at all yet. Four minutes into this second half. A long ball from them, top of the box towards Wilson Harris. Shane Wheat heads it away, and it's headed back into the arms of Jelani Waite, the goalkeeper for Pittsburgh, and he will take his time getting this ball back in play. 49 and a half minutes gone by. It's 2-0 to Pittsburgh. And Lou City is going to have to figure out a way to beat this defensive shape because as of right now, at the top of the 18-yard box and Lou City's in possession in their offensive half, there are five Pittsburgh players standing in a line. Then right in front of that, there are another four players so it's two lines right there, and then at the top there is just one that is kind of moving back and forth between those center backs. And so it's going to have to be somebody making a move to kind of break those lines of play down. It's going to have to be quick combinations, quick play to break those down, and no player has been willing to do the work to do that. Foul in the midfield against Tyler Gibson as Albert Dequa goes down for Pittsburgh. Gibson aggressively shouting into the face of Dequa, claiming that Dequa went down softly. But at this point, Tyler Gibson, all that does to serve is to waste more time. you got to keep your head in the game here. It's a free kick to Pittsburgh, about eight yards into the Louisville City defensive half, and they've still not put the ball in play. Now they do through Griffin. Griffin, a ball to the far sideline. That is where Rovira has it, trying to head it forward to Cicerone. Intercepted by Sean Tosh. Tosh just clips it forward. Forbes comes down with the ball for Pittsburgh. Still with Forbes. Through to Dequa. Maybe a chance for Pittsburgh with the flag up against Dequa. Albert Dequa was at the D of the Louisville penalty area. It was a nice little combination. He had a runner, Dixon making a run to the right, but he was offside. Fifth third free kick to Lou City. They take it quickly as they need to. Down two goals with 40 minutes to go. Musha Galusa along the left, plays it backward to Winder. They're in the Louisville City half. Now Tosh coming forward, the right center back. 
Clips the ball over the top, run down the middle from Corbin Bone. Easily read there by Williams, who heads it away. Still with Louisville City. Manny Perez on the right, tries to play it forward to Ray Serrano. It's touched by Rovira, out for a Louisville throw. On the far side, they're right in the attacking half. Perez takes it quickly, on the ground into Gibson. Turns, plays it to the center circle, Josh Winder. Winder now, Amadou Dia, still in the Pittsburgh defensive half. Dia, a good ball on the ground to Mushagalusa near the corner flag. He keeps it in play, gets around one defender. Mushagalusa cannot get around the second defender, Dixon, who slides over, but it's behind a Vi-Fi corner kick to Louisville City from the near side. Their left. It's a great pass from Amadou Dia, though, to be able to split the two lines. That's the first pass that Lucity has successfully been able to make that broke both lines of pressure from Pittsburgh. They have to begin to make more of those passes to break the lines to get in behind. Sixth by five corner from Ray Serrano into the six-yard box. A collision. Bone goes for goal. It's over the bar and into the waterfront end. Louisville City looked like they wanted a foul called after the collision, but the ball bounced favor- favorably to the foot of Corbin Bone, who hit it on the half volley, but got under it, drove it over the bar, and out of play, a goal kick here to Pittsburgh. And I think that's the closest look that they've had so far this game. Bone does well to position himself, but he does not make the best contact on the ball. It's a tough, tough shot to be able to get that down. But I think if he's able to stay over it and strike through it a little bit more, he might have a better chance of getting that on target. Jamali Waite, the goalkeeper, sends it long for Pittsburgh. Sent back his direction, and Arturo Ordonez pops it high into the air, into this Butchertown sky. It's out to Louisville City for a throw on the near side. They're left in their defensive half. Winder takes it quickly into the middle to Tosh. Tosh turns to the right, plays it there. Manny Perez at the midfield stripe. Across midfield, into the attacking half, defended by Cicerone. Uh, Perez into the middle to Gibson. Gibson to the far side, Serrano. Good combination. Now ball through to Perez down the far sideline. Perez got the touch. A sliding challenge came in. A foul called. Will this be a booking? It will be. A world of beer yellow card shown to, I believe, Canardo Forbes for Pittsburgh. It is Forbes. Our second World of Beer yellow card. Both have been shown to Pittsburgh. In fact, that is Mikel Williams, the center back, who gets that yellow card. So Williams the foul. Williams the World of Beer yellow card. The fifth third free kick coming up here for Louisville City in their attacking half on the far side. They're right on the far sideline outside of the box in the 54th minute. Serrano stands over it. This will play a little bit like a corner. It'll be an outswinger, though, off the right foot of Serrano. And it's a great opportunity to whip a balling. You just had a great op- look on the corner kick. Now can you bid a little bit closer on this set piece? Six players in the box for Louisville City. Here it comes from Serrano. Toward Wilson. Harris, it's Winder who is up for the header. It's over the bar. Winder making that late run. It was over the head of Wilson Harris. Winder jumping over a defender for Pittsburgh, got his head to the ball but couldn't direct it on target. It's a goal kick to the Riverhounds. Much better, though, from Luce City. It was a great ball in, and they did a lot better with connecting on that service with Josh Winder being able to get on the end of it. Now it's just coming down to getting those chances on target. So they've done, they've built it up. Now it's just getting them on target. Goal kick taken by Waite, sent long, one by Winder in the air. And then the ball knocked backward to Danny Fondes for Louisville City out of his penalty area, the goalkeeper. He plays it to Tosh, now Manny Perez on the far side. Again, Louisville down two goals here to Pittsburgh. It's 2-0 to the Hounds, who have come on the road to Lynn Family Stadium and scored on either side of halftime through Russell Cicerone. A long ball from Fondes, headed down by Wilson Harris in the attacking half. Serrano does well to collect it. Now Manny Perez under pressure. Bone comes in to pick it up. And he plays it forward to Mushagalusa, well read by Williams. His clearance sets in Dequa. Here's Albert Dequa for Pittsburgh. 
Drops it off to Ciceroni on his hat trick. Now to Robbie Mertz in the box on the right side. Going for a third is Pittsburgh. It's now Griffin turning, weaving his way through. And Alex Dixon offside to end that attack for Pittsburgh. And a lucky flag, a fortunate flag for Louisville City because Pittsburgh nearly had a chance there. That was good build up there by Pittsburgh, but really poor from Dixon to be offsides in that situation. You're... You, do all that work to get up there, and then you waste it by being offsides in that situation. So Dixon just has to be better. Fifth third free kick for Lou City sent long. Harris chested it down but couldn't control it. Pittsburgh takes over. In the center circle, Dequa near sideline. Mertz, but it was a loose pass. Well read by Amadou Dia, who slides in to win it for Louisville City. And Musha Galusa comes over to clean up the ball. Plays it backward to Winder. Now Tosh in the center circle. 56 minutes gone by now in this game. Two to nothing in favor of Pittsburgh. It's Bone in the center circle for Lou City. Now Dia on the near sideline, the left. Looking down the sideline to Mushagalusa. Instead plays it into the middle to Bone. Bone a ball over the top. Mushagalusa giving chase. That's just a hopeless ball from Bone. And Wait off of his line will collect it on the end line under pressure from Mushagalusa. To me, Casey, You've got a lot of time. You don't need to hit the heave and hope, and that's exactly what that was from Bone. And it's been a lot of that tonight from Loose City to me. It, it, they've gone away from the way that they traditionally play, and they've been lumping balls in behind just there. That's not the right decision. That's the right decision if you're 10 yards back and you can then release Mushigalusa to be one-on-one, but that's not the right decision in that situation. Bone needs to work the ball through the midfield a little bit more to see if they can begin to build a little more offense. We've got two substitutions for Pittsburgh here after an offside flag went up against them. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Lou City after we make these subs, and they're both defensive-minded, as you might expect. It is going to be coming on for Pittsburgh. Jelani Peters, a 28-year-old 6'5 center back, and also joining him another defender, Angelo Kelly Rosales, a 5'9 midfielder outside back at 29 years of age. They are coming into the game, replacing two defenders, Mikel Williams, who has just shown a yellow card, and Danny Rovira, who has also shown a yellow card in the first half. So those two substitutions, Peters and Kelly Rosales on, and Rovira and Williams off for Pittsburgh are brought to you by MHS Global. Bob Lilly getting his yellow cards off the field here, Casey. Very smart move from Bob Lilly there because you've got the ability. You're up 2-0. That's a good cushion lead right now. So why not pull those players off, let them rest, because you don't want to risk them getting a red card, a second yellow in this match, especially with how intense this game is going to get in these final 30. After the fifth third free kick, when play resumed following the subs, it was another errant pass, this time from Winder looking for Gibson, who was open on the near sideline, but it was just behind him. It's out for a throw to Pittsburgh. They take the throw in the midfield, Ciceroni at the center circle, battling with a couple of Louisville City defenders. He comes out with the ball. Now Peters, the substitute, who just came on to the far sideline, Angelo Kelly, uh, uh, Kelly Rosales, Angelo Kelly Rosales into the game. He plays it forward. And no one on the end of it for Pittsburgh. That's where Tosh will take over for Lou City. We're in the 59th minute. 58 minutes, 22 seconds gone by and counting upward in this Eastern Conference semifinal. The playoff opener for Louisville City. They are 7-0 in playoff openers. They have outscored their opponents 17-2 coming into this game in playoff openers. But they've been thoroughly outplayed so far tonight and outscored 2-0. Manny Perez for Louisville. Puts a ball in toward the top of the box. Knocked down. It's Harris in the box on his left. Takes a shot. It's deflected. And it's a comfortable save for Jamali Waits in goal for Pittsburgh. 
That time, the ball fell kindly to Wilson Harris on his less preferred left foot. He got the shot away, but the deflection took all of the sting out of it and made it a comfortable save for the Pittsburgh goalkeeper. Well, like you said, it fell very nicely to him. It was a deflection, ball bouncing around off the service that goes right to him. And I think Wilson Harris does well to be able to get a shot off, but... It's a shot from distance, and it's going to be tough to beat weight in that situation, especially when you've got defenders in front of him. They're making the most of the situation, but Harris just needs to be a little bit stronger there on that shot. Fans want a foul as Mushigalusa went up for a header, but no foul called. Here comes Pittsburgh. Ball through to Dequa. Flag stays down. Dequa's in on goal. Saved by Fondez with his feet. Falls to Cicerone. Knocked away by Tosh, and Louisville City takes over. Dequa was in. Fondez stood tall with his legs that time, and then Tosh stuck out a leg to deny Cicerone the second opportunity. Really great goalkeeping there from Danny Fondez to come off of his line, cut off the angle for Dequa there. But what Pittsburgh's doing is they're literally having Dequa stand in between Sean Tosh and Josh Winder, and they are just, anytime they get the ball, clearing it long to him, and he is just running on. They are not looking to create anything offensively. They're just looking to dump it long to him and have him run. So far, though, it's... Had, it's worked. It's been pretty successful. It's They've worked had some for them, chances. so why, why wouldn't you do that? They do it here. Peters sending it long from just outside of the pit, uh, Pittsburgh penalty area towards Dequa, but he can't catch up to it. Fondez, 40 yards out of his goal, brings it down with his feet, plays it on the ground to Sean Tosh. 30 minutes to go in this game, 2 to nothing in favor of Pittsburgh. Russell Ciceroni with both goals for the Riverhounds. Lou City trying to avoid an upset in this Eastern Conference semifinal after their record-breaking regular season. Sean Tosh in, on the inside right in the attacking half to the far sideline, Perez. First time infield to Corbin Bone. He turns infield, dribbles infield. Now Gibson in the middle of the field, 50 yards from goal. On the inside left, Amadou Dia whips in a ball. Diving header from Palo Del Piccolo, but the ball was over his head and knocked away by Ordonez of Pittsburgh. It falls to Forbes, plays it through to Dequa on the near sideline. In the attacking half, he steps around Josh Winder, who was late with his challenge. A foul, and this surely will be a booking. It is a world of beer yellow card to the young center back, Josh Winder. A heady play there by Albert Dequa, the 24-year-old Cameroon native to draw that foul and the World of Beer yellow card against Louisville City's winder. The free kick to Pittsburgh will come in their attacking half just a couple of yards infield from the near sideline, maybe 20 yards past midfield. And a bit of a professional foul there from Josh Winder, but I don't know if it was needed in that situation because Deke was on the side there. But, again, you stop the attack happening. Dequa has just been on fire offensively for them. He's so fast. He's been able to create these pockets of space, and that's what's allowed him to get in behind. Flag goes up against Canardo Forbes here for Pittsburgh, who is at the top of the Louisville City box. That flag has been Louisville's savior a couple of times, but it was down when Cicerone scored the second goal on a very tight play. If there were VAR, that might have been looked at, I would have to think. But there's no video review in the USL championship. 63rd minute now. Pittsburgh still in front, 2 to nothing. After the offside flag, it's a fifth-third free kick to Lou City. They're playing it along the ground, trying to build out of the back. Bone in the center circle to Winder. Now Gibson in the center circle. Turns toward the right. Now Halts turns toward the left. Plays it there to Winder. Winder in the center circle. Casey Whitfield up in arms. What would you see there? There's six players standing on the back line. I can count them. You could, they're just standing there, and the only players moving in the middle of the field are Tyler Gibson and Corbin Bone. Everyone else is standing offensively, waiting from the ball. You're not going to break a team like Pittsburgh down by standing. Louisville City, as you were making that point, Casey, nearly gave it, oh, gave it away. 
but they're able to win it back. A ball in the air, brought down by the right foot of Manny Perez. Now Serrano on the right side in the attacking half. Forward to Perez, just outside of the box. Three yellow shirts for defensive company. Back to Serrano. He plays the ball into the box. Knocked down by Del Piccolo. He'll pick it up after a deflection outside of the area. Gibson, ball in the air to the near side. Amadou Dia up for the header with Dixon. Dixon wins the header. Ball drifting to the near sideline. Dia will shield Dixon away from it. It's a throw to Louisville City in the attack. Dia takes it quickly. The inline. Paolo Del Piccolo. He wins a corner. Off of Griffin. No, it's a it's a goal kick. My goodness. I don't know what the referee saw there. Looked clear to me that Paolo Del Piccolo played it off of Danny Griffin for a corner kick. But the referee has given a goal kick. And Jamali Waite will take his time in placing this down and hitting it long. When he played it off of the defender, it bounced back and hit Del Piccolo. I just thought Del Piccolo was already out of bounds when it came back and hit him. But again, it's hard to see. I don't think that's the right call. Jamali Waite sends it long. 63 minutes, 40 seconds gone by. Lose City up against it. They need a goal soon to stand a chance to come back in this one. Pittsburgh coming forward. Dixon on the near side to Griffin in the middle. Swings it into the center circle. That's where Peters has it. The substitute tries to connect with the other substitute, Kelly Rosales, but the pass was behind him. It's out for a Louisville City throw on the far side. They're right. They take it in their defensive half. In the middle now is Gibson. Looking forward. Gibson still touching it forward. Not yet near midfield. Now plays it across midfield to the far side. Manny Perez dribbling again, again uh, against rather Kelly Rosales. And Kelly Rosales sticks out a leg. Plays it out for a Louisville City throw on the far side. There right once again. This time in the attacking half by a few yards. Tosh will take it into Gibson. Louisville City needs to conjure something here in the attack. They need a goal soon to really stand a realistic chance. They're down two. Winder in the defensive half. It's too slow, too plotting, too methodical for Lou City right now. But what do you expect when Pittsburgh has a 2 to nothing lead? They're playing with a back five. Amadou D on the near sideline. Back into the Louisville half. Winder. Dequa up for company for Pittsburgh. Winder touching it forward. A bone in the center circle. Now Tosh the right center back. Just to the right side of the center circle. Into the attack. Serrano on the inside right. Dribbling forward with some space. He's got Perez to the further right. Tries to swing it across. It's blocked by a defender for Pittsburgh. It'll stay in play. Serrano will pick it up. Back on the inside, right near midfield is Tosh for Louisville. 66th minute now. Serrano on the far sideline. Touches it back in field. Defended by Ciceroni. All 11 players behind the ball right now for Pittsburgh. Josh Winder dribbling forward in the attack. Clips the ball through to Amadou Dia. It finds him. Flag stays down. Dia on the end line, and this time it will be a corner. Shane Wheat sliding in with the final touch for Pittsburgh. It'll be a Wi-Fi corner for Louisville City from the near side, their left. It's a great through ball there from Josh Winder to find Amadou Dia making the run. Wheat does extremely well, though, to recover there and get on the end of that cross. Loose City has to get something going here. Ray Serrano over the corner, the Wi-Fi corner in the 66th minute. In-swinger off his right foot. Here it comes. Top of the six-yard box toward Winder. Headed away. Picked up by Dia. Top of the box. Plays the ball in with his left foot to the back post. Harris making the run, but wait, the goalkeeper off of his line alert to it and catches it. Not a bad idea to try to recycle that ball in, but again... The execution just hasn't been there. It hasn't been sharp enough. It's been overhit, underhit. We haven't been able to connect on those services, and they're about to run out of time, to be completely honest. Louisville, 62% of possession. Just one shot on target, and it was a relatively comfortable save for Jamali Waite earlier in this second half. Pittsburgh in possession. Shane Wheat, the right center back of the three, plays it forward toward Mertz. Intercepted by Dia. A battle for possession in the middle. Sent long toward the Pittsburgh goal. Waite tries to wait on it to come into the penalty area. Then has to play it long under pressure. Blue City with a touch from Serrano. Then cleared away by Griffin. High into the stands on the near sideline at Lynn Family Stadium. It's a throw to Loose City. In the attacking half on the near side, their left. 
Dia will take it. He's setting up for a long throw. Steps back to the advertising boards. He'll have a good five-yard run to try and line this up. They're playing it like a set piece. The referee encouraging him to put the ball back in play. Five players in the box to aim at from this throw for Dia. He will take it now. It is a long throw into the penalty area toward Palo Del Piccolo. Headed away by Ordonez. A secondary header from Dixon for Pittsburgh. Dequa with a touch. And it's out for a Louisville City throw right where Dia took the first one. This time they'll look to play it short. Dia the throw on the near side of the left backward to Winder. We're in the 68th minute now. Pittsburgh in front, 2 to nothing. Tosh in the middle. Turns, plays it to the right as they switch fields. Benny Perez, a heavy touch. Kelly Rosales defending, and Kelly Rosales does well. He wins a throw for Pittsburgh here. A heavy touch there for Manny Perez. Very uncharacteristic of Manny Perez, but those are the type of the mistakes that you can't you can't afford right now in this situation. Just ha- like I feel like I just keep saying it. it, just has to be sharper. It just hasn't been there for them today. Not on the same page, and not a clean game. And now a chance for Pittsburgh coming forward. They overloaded the left, played it to the right. Here's Alex Dixon coming in. Top of the box on his right foot. Goes for a goal. It's parried aside by Danny Fontes. And then Dixon commits a foul on the rebound, shoving Amadou Dia down from behind. It'll be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. But another chance for Pittsburgh against the run of play, against the way this game has been going. And it's a, a good save by Danny Fontes to keep this game at two. We will have some substitutions here, two of them for Louisville City. Cameron Lancaster, listed as questionable, comes on for the final 22 minutes. Napo Matsoso also coming on, and Elijah Winder coming on. Three switches for Louisville City. It's Ray Serrano, Paolo Del Piccolo, and it's Wilson Harris who comes off. That one I find interesting. All three of those substitutions brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond. Casey Whitfield, you're down two goals. Why take Harris off here? Your season's over. Leave all your firepower out there, Danny Cruz. Obviously, he knows things that we don't. But it seems to me like you'd want Lancaster and Harris out there together. The only thing I can think of is you're playing a 4-3-3 right now. And you can't give up a defender in the back because then you're going to go down 3-0. I mean, just flat out honest, you will go down 3-0 if you take out one of your defenders. And so Harris is not a wing player, whereas Mushigalusa and Napo Metsoso are wing players. So I would have seen, I would have probably thought of Lancaster for Mushigalusa, but again, Harris isn't a wing player. Maybe he's not comfortable on the wing. I just think you keep in your goal scores. Certainly agree with that. And to your point about the 4-3-3, it's playing like a 2-3-5 at this point or something for Louisville City. They've got to put all their numbers forward. 21 minutes to go, 20 and a half minutes to go to be more precise, plus stoppage time. Pittsburgh in front, 2-0. Louisville has had the lion's share of possession. They've not been able to generate really too many clean-cut chances in this game. They've still got it along their back line, groans from the crowd as they want to see some creativity from this team, but not much they can do against an 11-man defensive block for Pittsburgh. In the center circle, it's Winder. Now Tosh to the right of the center circle in the attacking half. Anxiety rises at Lynn Family Stadium. Napo Metsosu just checked in, puts a ball into the box high into the air, and Jamali Wade off of his line catches it in front of the run of Tyler Gibson. And it's just those hopeful balls that we've been talking about all game. I hope this cross will go meet somebody in the box instead of picking out a target. And again, just not enough movement in the middle of the field. All the players are standing there. You cannot break down a back line. By standing still, there has to be more interchange, more diagonal runs, more dynamic play offensively in order to break down this team. And right now there is none of that, so they're very, very, very easy to defend. Are they hopeful balls or hopeless balls? (laughs) I think that second one is a little bit more like it. 
19 and a half minutes to go. Lucity down two to nothing. They still have the ball. Winder tried to play it long down the near sideline. Intercepted by Pittsburgh. Robbie Mertz shields Winder off of it. But it will be last touch by Pittsburgh. It's a throw to Louisville City. They've announced the attendance tonight, 8,509 in this playoff opener for the boys in purple. Might be a playoff closer the way this is going as well. To the far sideline now, Manny Perez still in the attacking half for Lou City. Now Sean Tosh, ball off of his foot to top of the box. Lancaster tried to bring it down, couldn't find a teammate. Cleared away by Ordonez. His clearance picked up by Manny Perez, but he let the ball drift out of play and then tried to keep it in play, couldn't do it. It's a throw to Pittsburgh on the far side, their left. We're in the 72nd minute. Pittsburgh in front, 2 to nothing. And I think Lou City has to really manage their emotions in this situation because time is ticking away, and they realize that, but you cannot have those last-ditch efforts. You have to be sure that you stick tried and true to what works for you and not just dump balls in behind and play too frantic. You really have to focus on the details. There is still a lot of time. Ball into the box from Amadou Dia, headed away by Pittsburgh. It's picked up by Mushagalusa, top of the box. Took too much time on the ball, and the defense collapsed on him for Pittsburgh. Three players in yellow. Got right on the ball and took it away. Here comes Pittsburgh forward into the attacking half with Dequa on the near sideline. Drops it off backward to Robbie Mertz. Mertz drifting back towards midfield. Plays it into the center circle to Danny Griffin. Griffin moving to the left along the back line now. Peters, the substitute. He's got it under pressure from Elijah Winder. Still with Peters. He turns, plays it down the far sideline toward Kelly Rosales, but it's behind him. It's out for a Louisville throw. They take it quickly. Napo Matsoso infield to Tyler Gibson. Gibson clipped from behind by Kelly Rosales. It's a foul. It'll be a fifth-third free kick here for Louisville City. And the referee does not go to his pocket, but does give a warning, a harsh one, to Kelly Rosales. The fifth third free kick taken immediately by Lou City. 17 and a half minutes to go. They're down two to nothing. Winder in the attacking half. Now Sean Tosh. He lets it roll by him. Manny Perez keeps it in play on the far sideline. Louisville City looks out of ideas. All 11 players behind the ball for Pittsburgh. On the far sideline, Napometsoso. A ball into the box to the near post. Winder, Elijah. Elijah Winder was making that run, but Jamali Waite slides in to make the catch in goal for Pittsburgh to end that threat. Not a bad idea. You had about three runners, but Napo Matsosto has to put a little bit more bend on the ball, so it's going to bend towards his runners and make it an even more difficult decision for Waite to come out on. That one was pretty easy. Waite could come out and not be challenged on it, but if Matsosto is able to bend it closer to Elijah Winder, it's going to force Waite to maybe question coming off of his line. Lucidity in the attack once again. In the center circle, it's Sean Tosh. Now Manny Perez on the far sideline, sizing up across, plays in the early ball, a diving header away by Arturo Ordonez. Tosh coming up for the second ball. He got a touch to it, and Manny Perez takes over for Lou City, still in the attacking half. It's Gibson near the center circle, along diagonal to the left side. Mushagalusa brings it down, left side of the box, just outside of it, on his right foot. Puts a cross into the back post toward Elijah Winder, headed away by Peters. Matsoso in there. Ciceroni gets a touch for Pittsburgh to see it away from Matsoso. A Winder coming forward, trying to win the ball back for Lou City. It's still with Ciceroni. Ciceroni goes down. The assistant referee raises his flag. It's a foul against Elijah Winder and a free kick here to Pittsburgh in their defensive half. They can clear their lines. And Winder just a little bit too aggressive there with his body on that challenge and that's what the foul is but loose city the runners in the box have to be more aware of where the defenders are and that i mean that by when the ball's coming in a lot of times they're hiding behind defenders they need to position themselves in front of them or read the service a little bit better so they can better judge where the ball is going to go and get in the position around the defender where they are going to be successful instead of making it very easy for the defender 
Louisville City ended Pittsburgh's seasons in the playoffs in 2019 and 2020. Pittsburgh trying to return the favor tonight in this Eastern Conference semifinal. A long ball forward and a foul against Amadou Dia of Louisville gives a free kick here to Pittsburgh in their defensive half. Bob Lilly, since taking over in Pittsburgh in 2018, has a winning record against Louisville City, 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. And all three of those wins have come here in Louisville. He's trying to add to that total tonight in what would be the biggest win for him as the head coach of Pittsburgh against Louisville. Bob Lilly as the head coach of Rochester also ended Louisville season back in 2015 when he took that team to the title. The free kick for Pittsburgh sent long by the goalkeeper down the near sideline. It is Dequa and Dia battling for it and Dia sees the ball go behind. It'll be, and actually I think the flag was up there. No, it's behind. It's a goal kick to Louisville City. They take it quickly. Danny Fondes to Sean Tosh. The far sideline, Manny Perez and Perez is intercepted by Kelly Rosales. Angelo Kelly Rosales bombing forward for Pittsburgh. He's denied by Sean Tosh, who takes the ball away for Louisville City. 14 minutes and change to go. Lou City down 2 to nothing. Trying to keep their season alive, they need to find two goals in the next quarter of an hour. It's Tosh to the far sideline. Manny Perez now in the attacking half, still running forward. Through to Cameron Lancaster, who's shown up on the right side. But he's taken away from the ball by Canardo Forbes. Forbes forward to Dequa. A great touch around Tosh. Dequa running forward, unmarked into the attacking half. He's got Mertz for company in the middle. Dequa outside of the box. He slows down his run. Still Dequa. He tries the shot with his right. It's a bouncing ball and easily saved at the near post by Danny Fondes. But that clever little touch from Dequa gave Pittsburgh the opportunity. Well, and I think a little bit of poor decision from Dequa because I feel like if Dequa was going to ultimately take the shot, he should have attacked quicker at pace. Blue City coming forward, but they give the ball away again. An errant pass for Louisville City. It's back to Waite. He clears it upfield. Louisville takes over. In the attacking half in the middle, Matt Soso. Now Gibson for Louisville. They need a goal. To the near sideline, Mushigalusa headed away by Dixon, cleared away by Ordonez. To midfield, Corbin Bone on the ball now for Louisville City. To the far sideline, Manny Perez. We're in the 77th minutes, nearing the 78th. Two to nothing in favor of Pittsburgh. Sean Tosh, the right center back for Louisville City. Now the left center back, Josh Winder in the attacking half. On the inside left, Mushigalusa. Clips the ball through Cameron Lancaster. Well read by Ordonez. He clears it away. Pittsburgh trying to build now to hold the ball up. It's Forbes back to Peters. He sends it long. Header down from Winder in the mid, uh, the center circle for Lou City. They can continue the attack here. You're not going to beat a team like Pittsburgh with those balls over top when you're in that final third position. You're going to beat a team by like Pittsburgh by quick, intricate passing, one-two touch combination play. That's going to be able to break them down. That's going to force them to move a little bit too much than what they like to. These lumped-in balls over top are exactly what they want you to do, and so they're feeding into it, and Lou City is not going to create anything that way. Another lumped-in ball for Lou City was over the head of Elijah Winder. It's out for a goal kick to Pittsburgh, and Lou City is going to make their final substitution, their fifth of the night. Carlos Mogel Jr. will come on in the midfield. The academy product, once again, Louisville City extremely shorthanded tonight. Mogel comes on for his 14th league appearance of the year, replacing Tyler Gibson. That substitution brought to you by MHS Global above and beyond. And we shall obey our obligations here and tell you about the man of the match poll. You've got about 12 minutes to vote in it. Head to twitter.com slash lucity, the lucity Twitter account, to vote for tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match. 
Right now it's hard to determine who one might be for Louisville City. They're trailing 2 to nothing here. Cameron Lancaster plays the ball through on the ground. Mushaglusa, can he keep it in play? He can't. Can't catch up to it. It rolls past the end line. A goal kick to Pittsburgh. And I, I mean, I, it's just very frustrating and very hard to watch, if I'm being honest, because Lou City has no creativity uh, right now offensively, and that was one of the keys coming into this game that they needed to beat a team like Pittsburgh was to be creative offensively. They're continuously trying to do the same thing, lump these balls over top and hope that their player is going to get on the end of it when that's that's not how you're going to beat a defensively sound team. And so it's just frustrating to watch that they haven't tried different things to break down this team. They're just continuously doing the same thing over and over and over. Matt Soso and Manny Perez combining down the far side. It's a throw to Louisville City to Matt Soso. It also hurts that they've trailed the entire way here. Russell Cicerone scored in the 14th minute. Louisville City, a team that likes to press. And Pittsburgh, a team that likes to sit back. You can't press when the other team is sitting back. And so Louisville City has had to play a game against their style all night. And so far it's played right into the hands of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds who are in the catbird seat right now. Just over 10 minutes to go. Pittsburgh leads Louisville 2 to nothing. It needs, it needs to be a miracle here for Louisville City at this point. Something bordering on the miraculous at the very least. Mushagalusa in the midfield, in the attacking half. Plays it to the far side, the right Manny Perez. His ball into the box, a decent one. Brought down by Winder. Winder's shot. And he couldn't get any power on it. It's right into the hands of Jamali Waite. Winder trying to swivel on his left foot as the pivot to swing his right foot into the ball. Could not get any power on that shot whatsoever. It was an easy save. And again, it's the right ball in, and he does well to get there, but it's just not sharp enough in that final third. And Pittsburgh's so solid defensively that they're not going to get so many chances. They have to do better capitalizing on the ones that they do get. Pittsburgh in the attacking half to the far sideline as they try and Add maybe a third goal. Peters a ball over the top to Canardo Forbes. And then Louisville City wins the ball. Cameron Lancaster dropping deep to do the job. Plays it to Matt Soso. They're into the attacking half now. Back into the defensive half for the moment. Tosh swings it to the near sideline. Gibson. I beg your pardon. That is Winder. Gibson is subbed out of the game. Now the near sideline. Amadou Dia. Back to Winder. Josh Winder along the back line. Lou City looking every out of every idea. They don't have anything going forward with any creativity. Dia hustled off the ball, but luckily the whistle goes and a foul goes against Pittsburgh here. It'll be a fifth third free kick to Lou City in their attacking half just past midfield. And they need to put this ball into the box here, Casey, to have any real shot to score a goal here. This free kick is going to come about 10 yards past midfield on the inside left. It will not come before we have these two substitutions. Both for Pittsburgh here. Go ahead, Casey. Give me a thought here while I figure out these subs. Well, I just feel like Pittsburgh's going to keep solidifying their back line. They're going to begin to eat time off the clock. Lou City is going to run out of time here soon. They have to get a goal within the next five minutes. I truly think if they want to have a shot at getting back into this match. And so in order to do that, they have to be more dynamic offensively. They have to have more of that goal-scoring mentality. Here comes the fifth third free kick. It's from Carlos Mogel to the far side of the box. Manny Perez and a shot from Josh Winder. Saved by Waite. And then Manny Perez scores. Louisville with a goal back. The crowd rises to its feet. Louisville City a goal down now. It's 2-1 in favor of Pittsburgh. That free kick from Mogel forced a save on the first attempt 
but Manny Perez scores with the second. And Louisville City has a lifeline in this Eastern Conference semifinal in the 83rd minute. Seven and a half minutes to go, plus stoppage time. It's Pittsburgh 2, Louisville City 1. That's exactly what they needed to do. Winder had a great finish, and I love that Manny Perez stuck with it and buried in the back of the net. It starts with a great header with him, but Lou City has to use this to build on. They have to continue to have the momentum going forward. The fans have to get behind him. The players have to get behind each other, and they have to move the ball up the field. Seven minutes to go. Those substitutions for Pittsburgh a moment ago. Toby Sims and Mark Ibarra coming on. Replacing Alex Dixon and the goal scorer, Russell Ciceroni. And the goal scored for Louisville City, as all Louisville City goals are, presented by the Kentucky Lottery, Fueling Imagination, Funding Education, Kentucky Lottery. Just under seven minutes to go, plus stoppage time. It's 2-1 to one now. Louisville City looking to tie it. It's through to Elijah Winder. He goes down. It's a penalty. The referee gives a penalty. Lou City can tie it from the penalty spot here. Elijah Winder was fouled in the box. And Louisville City suddenly bursts into life late in this game. A penalty kick coming up for Louisville City. And it's going to be Cameron Lancaster to take it. But what an unselfish ball there from Lancaster at the top of the box. He does so well to settle the ball, and it's a great run from Elijah Winder. And what Winder does so well to draw that foul is he gets his body right in front of the defender, and then that's going to force Wheat to have to go through him to get the ball. So it's the positioning of Winder that leads to this play. It's a very, very, very smart play from Elijah Winder. And now we have a magical moment. For Lancaster. Cameron Lancaster scored the winner from the penalty spot two weeks ago in the season finale. He scored three goals this year. Two of them are penalties. The crowd bouncing. Lynn Family Stadium is bouncing. It's two to one in favor of Pittsburgh. Five and a half minutes to go. Cameron Lancaster against Jamali Waite in goal. The all-time leading goal scorer for Louisville City against a rookie in goal for Pittsburgh. Can Lancaster lift Louisville back to parity? He stands over the ball. The referee has not blown his whistle yet. He does now. It's Lancaster's penalty. Here's his approach. Lancaster scores to the left. Past the diving arms of Waite. And Louisville City has somehow, someway, scored two goals after the 80th minute to come all the way back and tie it at two. Five minutes plus stoppage time to go. Might there yet be a winner? Before the 90th minute, the crowd at Lynn Family Stadium absolutely going berserk. Lancaster's penalty makes it Pittsburgh 2, Louisville City 2. What a finish from Cameron Lancaster. Lancaster knew where he was going before he even stepped up to that spot. And the, the thing is, is Waite even guessed correctly. Waite dove to his right the same way Lancaster hit the ball. But because he struck it so beautifully and so perfectly, there was nothing Waite could do. Now, the thing that's interesting here is Pittsburgh has been making a lot of defensive changes, so therefore their attack might not be as solid. Lou City has had to force offense this entire second half, so they have to continue to build on this. Now, Lou City cannot, cannot, cannot loosen up in the back. 
They might go for a third here right away. And Apple Matsoso into Lancaster. Back to Matsoso, right side of the box. His cross blocked behind by Peters of Pittsburgh. It'll be a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City from the far side. They're right with three and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time. In a 2-2 game. Lou City with the attacking numbers on here. Pittsburgh was hanging on for this 2-0 lead that they had. And Lou City with their attacking players on comes from behind to tie it at two. Can they add a third? Can they win it here? Carlos Mogel's corner from the far side. Here it comes high into the air. And it's over everyone's head. It falls to Corbin Bone, left side of the box. Middle of the field, Amadou Dia. Ball into the box, headed away by Pittsburgh. In the middle of the field, Matt Soso. Back to Mogel, right side. A left-footed cross into the box. Mushigalusa keeps it in play on the left side of the penalty area. Mushigalusa on his right. Now cuts it over to his left, to the in line. Puts the ball in. It's right into the arms of the goalkeeper. Waits to end that attack. Not a bad look there from Mushigalusa. I like that he cuts the ball back and goes in line. But I think he needs to pull the cross back at an angle a little bit more. When you play that straight across ball, especially when there's so many bodies in the box, it's going to be an easy save for the goalkeeper. If he cuts it back at an angle, he could risk a deflection off of a player where it's either going to fall to his teammate or fall in the back of the net. But Lucity has to build on this energy. They have to build off this momentum going in to added time. Can they seize the moment? Ball into the box from that so-so. Calls for handball the referee does not give it and then afterward calls a foul against Louisville City and immediately shows a world of beer yellow card to Manny Perez for Louisville City that'll give a free kick here to Pittsburgh Louisville City wanted a handball on the cross into the box for Matt Soso it looked like it might have been the referee had a great look at it he was about four or five yards behind the play he does not give a handball and then gives a foul on the end against Manny Perez it'll give Pittsburgh this free kick just under two minutes to go, plus stoppage time. It is Louisville City 2, Pittsburgh 2 in this Eastern Conference semifinal. The only reason I can think that he didn't give the handball was because the player didn't have time to react in that situation, and maybe the hand wasn't in a completely unnatural position. But that set piece allowed Pittsburgh to take a deep breath because they have just been under constant attack here from Lou City. Pittsburgh has to figure out a way to calm themselves to see if they can make it into extra time, make it into overtime play, because if this, they're not going to be able to get back into this one during the run of play right now. Louisville City might win it here. Just over a minute to go. Still in the attack with Musha Galusa, trying to dance between a couple of defenders. He's able to keep the ball. Forward to Elijah Winder. He heads it toward goal. And then Wheat, Shane Wheat for Pittsburgh, heads it back into the arms of Wait, the goalkeeper. Wait goes quickly, punts it long. You'd think he might hold on to that ball. Dequa goes up for it against Josh Winder. It's a foul against Albert Dequa of Pittsburgh. It'll be a fifth third free kick to Lou City here in their defensive half. Still just under a minute to go, plus stoppage time. You'd expect it'll be a decent chunk of stoppage time. We've, I, got, we've got three second-half goals, Casey. Yeah, I would say at least three to four minutes of stoppage time. But I want to point out that play from Josh Winder. That was a really risky play that he made, and he went completely after it because that's what his team needed him to do. Manny Perez on the far sideline, an overlap from Matt Soso. Kelly Rosales does well defensively for Pittsburgh, but he plays it out for a throw to Louisville City. Fans chanting their team forward. Throw goes into Sean Tosh. Into the box. Cameron Lancaster, a glancing header. 
couldn't get it on frame. It rolls behind. It'll be a goal kick to Pittsburgh. Not a bad idea and the right person that you want to find inside the 18-yard box. But Lancaster's movement was going away from goal, which then is going to force his header to be a very, very difficult one. They need to see if they can work it a little bit closer to give Lancaster a better opportunity on that service. We've moved into stoppage time presented by the Louisville Ali International Airport. The referee has added a minimum of four minutes to this game. From the goal kick for Pittsburgh, they give it away. Lou City wins the ball in the midfield through Matt Soso. They're trying to win it here late in regulation. It would be three goals after the 80th minute if they can do it. It's 2-2 right now. Manny Perez on the right side trying to book their place in the Eastern Conference Final for a date with either Memphis or Tampa Bay. It's Carlos Mogel for Louisville, still in the attacking half. Now Sean Tosh on the inside right. Tosh to the far sideline to Manny Perez. All 11 players behind the ball for Pittsburgh. They're trying to survive to extra time here. Tosh into the center circle to um, Carlos Mogel. Mogel, the near sideline. Now Musha Galusa. He's got Amadou Dia further in front of him. But the defensive effort there from Toby Sims sends it wide for a throw here to Louisville City. They'll take it on the near side there left. Amadou Dia backward to Carlos Mogel. Mogel across the center circle. We've played about a minute of stoppage time, I reckon. Here comes Sean Tosh on the inside right. Clips the ball in toward the top of the box over the head of Cameron Lancaster. Sims clears it. A foul given against Lancaster as the player that is Wheat went up for the header. He was undercut by Lancaster. The foul called. It's a free kick here to Pittsburgh. And they will take their time here surely. They want to survive this final moment of regular time and get to extra time. Yeah, Pittsburgh's literally just looking to survive at this moment. They're looking to see if they can eat time off the clock, see if they can get any sort of offense going. But with the way that Lou City is playing, the way the energy has shifted towards them, and just the aggression that Lou City has come out with in these final 10, 15 minutes, they've Uh got to figure something out. Maybe a chance here for Pittsburgh on a long ball. It's Canaro Forbes, top of the box on his right foot, defended by Winders, still Forbes. He's got a runner, Sims, on the right side of the box. Here's Sims. He puts in a cross. Danny Fontes catches it inside the six-yard box. A terrific ball from the goalkeeper. Wait, what happened there for Louisville City? There were three runners for Pittsburgh who were onside and were open, but Louisville City gets let off the hook there. Fontes comes up with the catch, and Louisville comes forward. Yeah, I'm really kind of speechless there because I came out of nowhere. Don't know where the defenders were. Don't know how the ball ended up getting in that situation. But Pittsburgh blew a massive opportunity just there. Louisville trying to come forward. Mogel, an errant header, picked up by Mertz. Pittsburgh now, maybe they can win it late. One of the substitutes charging forward, it's Ibarra. Ibarra to the far sideline. That's Forbes. Back to Ibarra. They're in the attacking half, Pittsburgh. We're well past the 90th minute. Through to Dequa. Dequa a race with Fondez, and Fondez wins the race. And Dequa left a leg hanging and appears to have caught Fondez in the face. Fondez down in a heap. The referee has stopped play. Fondez holding his face with both of his hands. It was a 50-50 ball. Forward, Fondez coming out off of his line. He had to be brave, as goalkeepers so often do. It was a race with Dequa. Fondez got to the ball first, but Dequa collided with Fondez's head. And a World of Beer yellow card has now been shown to Albert Dequa of Pittsburgh, the training staff on the field, to check on Danny Fondez for Louisville City. It was a phenomenal play, though, from Fondez to come off of his line and intercept that ball from Dequa. But Dequa did leave a foot hanging, and immediately Fondez went towards his face, grabbing his head. This is not what you want if you're Lou City, because you are already technically on your backup goalkeeper, Parker Siegfried is who is on the bench and who would have to step up in this moment. Siegfried, as you remember, 
we've seen him. We've, he's a great goalkeeper. He has experience. But he was probably not anticipating having to come in in this type of situation. Hopefully Fondes is okay. Another thing to note, Lucidia has used all their subs, so this would be a concussion substitute. It would have to be. Parker Siegfried, for what it's worth, he's played once this season. He played nine times last year. All nine starts, kept one clean sheet, has previous experience before joining Louisville City with Detroit back when they were a member of NISA, one of the lower leagues in the American soccer pyramid. Fondez still down on the ground, still being checked by the athletic trainers for Louisville City. This will be a lengthy stoppage in play. And you might think once they do put it back in play, it'll be the final kick of regular time. But again, the concern for Danny Fondez. It looks like a serious situation, given how long he's been down on the field. And the trainers... I think they gave the thumbs up. They did. Thinking that's what they did. I'm like, I need to get my binoculars out. And Fondez, as soon as they gave the thumbs up, he sprung up like a teenager. Jumped right to his feet. So Fondez appears to be okay. Was laying down on the ground just to give the obligatory concussion checks by the trainers. But he's going to be okay. Fondez will remain in the game. And the referee will give a dropped ball here to Louisville City. You'd expect, Casey, this will be the final touch of regular time, and we're headed for extra time, surely. you got to imagine that if there is any more time, it's maybe a minute or two, but I can't imagine the ref is going to let this game go on too much longer. They roll it forward after the drop ball, Fondez to Tosh. The referee allowing play to continue. Might there be a final attack for Lou City? What a dramatic finish it would be if they can conjure something. The near sideline, Amadou Dia in the attack. Referee still has not looked at his watch. Josh Winder, the left center back, in the defensive half for Louisville. Touches it forward. Now Mogel on the inside left. Mogel, a ball forward, deflected through towards Corbin Bone. A battle for possession. Mushigalusa comes in, flying in, and the referee gives a foul against Mushigalusa. Looked like Mushigalusa got clipped, but in fact the referee says that Sims got clipped by Mushigalusa. Actually, that's, that is, I believe, Sims for Pittsburgh. Number 16, it's either that or Shane Wheat. But in any event, it's going to be a foul. It is Sims who was fouled and a free kick here to Pittsburgh. And now, surely, this will be the final touch of the of regular time. Yeah, and I think what they're saying there is Mushigalusa just came in late with the challenge and he came in a little bit studs up in that situation. Even though he did get the ball, it was a late challenge, and so therefore it is a foul. I think Mushigalusa is lucky to not get a yellow card in that situation. Free kick sent long by Pittsburgh. Still we play on. The referee has not looked at his watch yet. Battle for possession just outside of the Louisville box. Cleared away by Mushigalusa, and the whistle now goes. What a comeback by Louisville City. With their fingers touching the bricks of the back against their, uh, of their, of the wall that's against their back. If I can get my words correct here. They somehow find a way through Manny Perez from a free kick and then Cameron Lancaster from the penalty spot to score two goals after the 80th minute and tie this Eastern Conference final at two goals apiece against the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Let's take a brief timeout. Extra time to come. Two 15-minute periods with a brief intermission. A winner goes to the Eastern Conference final. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. 
Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? Or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner? I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft. Drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. Welcome back to Lynn Family Stadium. My word, what a game we've had. May not have been the prettiest game. Certainly wasn't. But boy, it has had its fair share of dramatics. Russell Ciceroni scored in the 14th minute for Pittsburgh and again in the 47th minute for Pittsburgh to give them a 2-0 lead. Louisville City was up against it. Their season looked like it was heading towards its end. But they find... The first goal through Manny Perez, just his second career goal as a senior player for Manny Perez, his first for Louisville City. He puts it past Jamali Wade in goal for Pittsburgh, and then just a couple of minutes later, maybe two minutes later, a penalty drawn by Elijah Winder, and the penalty kick scored by Cameron Lancaster to pull Louisville City level at two goals apiece with the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, and so we go to extra time, overtime if you like. It'll be two 15-minute periods. We will play an extra 30 minutes with a brief intermission. And we have some substitutions we can report. One of them for Louisville City. It is Oscar Jimenez coming on and Cameron Lancaster coming off Casey Whitfield. So Lancaster, again, who was downgraded to questionable, has at least done the job scoring a goal to tie the game for Louisville City. He played only 28 minutes or so in that second half. He has been replaced. So now Louisville City playing without an out-and-out out forward through the rest of this game over the final 30 minutes. What do you make of that? And all there's two substitutions for Pittsburgh as well we have to bring in. Very interesting. Um, I believe Cameron Lancaster is, we know that he's been battling injuries. He might not have been fully able to go another 30 minutes. And so... He came on. He did what he needed to do. It's going to be an interesting look, though. I think Mushigalus is going to push, push to be that target forward. Manny Perez is going to come up to be that winger on the right. Oscar Jimenez will sit in behind him. But it, bold move. Take out Wilson Harris and Cameron Lancaster, two of your go-to guys for goals. Well, obviously Lancaster's injury was more severe than we may have known. He was downgraded to questionable. 
after last week's scrimmage against St. Louis. We're back underway. An extra time here. Pittsburgh moving from right to left in, this, in the first half of this extra period. Louisville moving from left to right, and Louisville trying to get an early attack. They play it through to Musha Galusa, who is playing as the target forward. Elijah Winder will play right behind him. Musha Galusa can't get to the ball, and Jamali Waite will clear it away. Two subs for Pittsburgh. William Iyang, a 28-year-old Cameroon player, comes on as a forward. And the hero from last week, Edward Kizza, a 25-year-old from Uganda. He scored both tying goals in the 90th minute and the 116th minute and then scored the winning penalty last week for Pittsburgh in their win over Birmingham in their Eastern Conference quarterfinal. All three of those substitutions are brought to you by MHS Global Above and Beyond. A fifth-third free kick for Louisville City after a foul. Into the box from O'Gell toward Tosh. Popped up into the air by Peters for Pittsburgh. It's out to Bone. Bone's cross to the back post. Weight off of his line. Smartly leaps in front of Mushigalusa to collect the ball. Really good from weight there to come off of his line aggressively and be able to gather that ball in the air. Mushigalusa was lining up to get on the end of that cross, but weight did very well. Ball over the top from Pittsburgh. Edward Kizza running behind, but the flag goes up. Kizza, the hero, thought he had another heroic moment for Pittsburgh. But the flag was up. He was offside. It'll be a fifth third free kick here to Louisville City. A minute and a half gone out of the 30 here in extra time. It's a battle of wills now more than anything. The tactics surely have gone out the window for both of these coaches, Danny Cruz and Bob Lilly. Now it's about the 11 players on the field. And who wants it more? Who wants to extend their season? Who wants to pursue a championship more than the other? Louisville City trying to add a third goal. They come forward with Amadou Dia. Bombing down the middle, taken off of his feet, a loose ball cleared away by a Yang, the substitute for Pittsburgh. And now the clearance goes to midfield. Pittsburgh is in on the far side. It's Dequa. He's all alone in the box. He goes for a goal, and it's a save from Fondes with his right arm. Pushes it over past his right stick, and it's a corner kick here to Pittsburgh. Massive save from Danny Fondes there because Dequa was onside. Again, losing the marks defensively, you have to be aware. Pittsburgh now has two players that are going to be sitting up on that line. So the back line of Loose City, while, yes, you want to push forward, you want to get goals, you have to be aware of those two runners because Pittsburgh's play is to send it over top. But, wow, Fondes coming up big, cutting off of his angle, making himself huge inside that box and making a massive save. This corner kick for Pittsburgh will come from the near side, their left. It'll be Canardo Forbes to take it. The referee in the six-yard box trying to organize the players who are pushing and shoving for position just in the mouth of goal inside the six-yard box. There are five players in yellow to aim at from this corner, including one standing right in front of Danny Fondez. An in-swinger off the right foot of Forbes. Here it comes to the near post, headed away by Josh Winder of Louisville City. His header rolls to the near sideline. It'll stay with Pittsburgh. A Yang with it. A left-footed cross into the box. To the back post. There's Dequa. His header back across the face of goal. No one on the end of it. Cleared away by Carlos Mogel for Louisville City. That clearance goes past midfield. Pittsburgh takes over once again. A really good idea, though, there by Dequa to try to head that back across the goal face. His team was just not on the same page as him. There's a goal in here somewhere. I'm not sure for whom it's going to come for either side. Ball forward from Pittsburgh. Dequa giving the run, and Winder sticks out a leg just in front of him to clear it wide right. It'll be a throw to Pittsburgh deep in their attacking half. And Toby Sims, an Englishman at 25 years of age who came over and played college soccer before turning professional here, will have this throw for Pittsburgh deep near the corner flag. Pittsburgh's had the better of it four minutes into this extra period. 
We're in the 95th minute. Again, 30 minutes of extra time, no matter if anyone scores. Long throw from Sims into the box, headed away by Louisville City. Forbes has a swing from outside of the box. It'll fall to Peters. He hits it with his left, and it's well off target by 20 yards into the advertising boards. It's a goal kick to Lou City. And here's where you have to find a little bit of balance here because you want to continue to press the issue. You want to continue to push forward but you don't want to expose yourself too much in the back because you do have 30 minutes of added time or extra time to play here, and there still is the potential for penalty kicks. So you don't want to expose yourself too much and risk going down in extra time, but then you also want the game to finish in extra time because penalty kicks are extremely stressful. Blue City trying to build out of the pack. Everything's extremely Everything stressful, is stressful at this right point. now. My long, heart rate is through the roof. Long diagonal from Tosh to Napo Matsoso into the attacking half. A physical battle for possession. And Elijah Winder goes up a big collision with Ibarra of Pittsburgh. And Winder goes down injured. And the training staff will come on once again here for Louisville City. Something to note, though. The only available sub currently on the Lou City bench is Parker Siegfried. So if Winder were to go down injured, or if a, a loose City player yeah. were to go down injured, they have to play a player sub down in the yeah. concussion sub situation because they've used all of their regular subs. Yep. The only player left on the bench is Parker Siegfried. So if a player goes down with a concussion, Siegfried's going to try on some black tonight then. <laughs> That'll be something to see. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully from, it doesn't come to that. But from, from a Louisville City perspective, Winder has risen to his feet with help from the training staff, so he appears to be okay. Elijah Winder we're talking about. Both Winder brothers, Louisville Natives Academy products, are on the field here late in this game in extra time. But to your point, Casey, if there is a concussion sub for Louisville City, it'll have to be a goalkeeper playing in the field. So that's something to keep your eye on. This has been a game where we've seen a number of physical collisions. We've had a number of moments where we thought there might be a concussion situation. The free kick taken by Pittsburgh after the foul, which was given against Winder. They try and send it down the near side, the left for them. It's cleared away by Oscar Jimenez, who came into the game at the intermission. He's playing now as right back, with Manny Perez playing as a right winger. The ball falls to Yang of Pittsburgh. Here comes Yang in the attacking half, defended by Jimenez. Jimenez going step for step with Yang. They get to the end line. Yang keeps it in play. Jimenez has deterred him so far. Yang plays the ball backward and just gives it away with the outside of his left foot. A terrible ball from Pittsburgh's left winger, and it's out for a throw here to Louisville City in their defensive half, and a hearty round of applause for Oscar Jimenez. A well-deserved round of applause for Oscar Jimenez because that was very good defending. Jimenez hasn't gotten the minutes that we're used to him playing, but when he comes in, he does very well. He's very technical in his defending, and that's what they need right now. Great combination from Bone and Winder. Muscagalusa in for Louisville City in the box, and Ordonia slides over with a last-ditch tackle, and he takes it off the toes of Muscagalusa. It's behind. It's a Vi-Fi corner for Louisville City from the near side. They're right in front of the Estopinal end. Seven minutes and 15 seconds gone by in this extra period of play out of the 30. It's the combination play that broke down the defense of Pittsburgh there. That's what I've been saying they have to do all game. Combination play, and it worked just there. They have to do more of that if they want to get ahead. Here comes the corner from Carlos Mogel. Hit high into the air into the six-yard box. Flicked on toward goal, and the goalkeeper, Waite, makes a phenomenal save. Falling down to his left. I have no idea how that ball was put on target, but it was. I think it was Matt Soso or maybe Elijah Winder over there. 
for Louisville City. It was hit right at weight, but he had to make a great reaction, and he did, falling down, diving to his left to make the stop for Pittsburgh. See, I thought it was Sean Tosh making a little like bicycle kick. There were so was, many was bodies in the yeah. box, but that player was being pulled back, and they volleyed it while falling. How they made the contact with it, I'm not sure. How they got it on frame, I'm not sure. It was a great look, but an even better save from Waite. It was a pure reaction save from Jamali Waite. He has come up very big in key moments for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming forward. They've got it with Ibarra in the middle. Through to Kizza. Kizza the hero. He does it again, but the flag is up. Louisville City saved by the offside flag once again. Edward Kizza, who had the winning penalty last week and scored both tying goals for Pittsburgh, was in behind. Curled it around Danny Fondez inside the far post, but the flag was up. No goal, and Louisville City lives to play another minute. It was an incredible finish, and honestly, that's one to where VAR was there. I don't know. Yeah. That was a really, really tight call there by the referee. Lou City definitely got the better end of that call because it was a great finish. Lou City has to make sure that they start putting some away because I don't know if they're going to be able to survive much more. I can't survive much more of this stress. Louisville City trying to build here. We're in the 100th minute of this game. 20 minutes to go. We'll have an inter intermission in about five minutes' time. Coming forward down the near sideline, the right Oscar Jimenez. Jimenez still with the ball. Fans want a handball. Jimenez's cross headed away by Pittsburgh. In the middle of the field, Kelly Rosales sends it long. Flicked on. Well done by Dequa. Kizza is in. Defended by Tosh. Tosh with a shove. Still Kizza. He's at the edge of the penalty area for Louisville City's defensive penalty area. Kizza keeps the ball to Kelly Rosales, who's playing in, a, in the midfield now. Still Kelly Rosales dribbling into the edge of the penalty area. Tugged down. Ever so lightly by Oscar Jimenez. He goes down. No foul called. Elijah Winder, though, gives the ball back to Pittsburgh. They clip it forward. Cleared away by Oscar Jimenez toward midfield. And then Peters sends it away for Pittsburgh with his head. It's a throw to Lucidity on the near side. The right at midfield. And Pittsburgh's doing well to build up their play to get into that final third. But I feel like Lucidity has adjusted to that. Just there, Sean Tosh did very well. Made me a little nervous at first because he was getting a little bit handsy with the Pittsburgh player. But he was patient with this defending. He forced him outside. Forced him to have to pull the ball back and wait for his team to come and support him. It's very good defending there from Sean Tosh. We're past the 100-minute mark. In the 101st minute now, Lucidity on the ball. 2-2. feel like I haven't said the score in a while. 2-2. Pittsburgh and Louisville City deadlocked in this Eastern Conference semifinal. Do or die in the USL playoffs. Win and you advance, lose and your season is over. Ball into the box from Amadou Dia, headed away by Peters. It falls to Matt Soso a first time. It is blocked. And then a Yang clears it high into the air. It stays on the end. Loose City still with the chance. Matt Soso high into the air to try and win it. Jimenez a header down. Mushagalusa, an errant touch from him. Peters will clear it away. It'll stay in bounds with Jimenez. Now Manny Perez, right side of the box. Ball into Mushagalusa on his right foot. His shot is blocked. Headed away by Canardo Forbes and then cleared upfield. Surely here by a Yang who will take his time with time and space. He does clear it now. The chance was for Matt Soso. He had a rocket off of his right foot on the volley, but it was blocked on its way through. Yeah, how he hit that off the volley was beautifully. Matt Soso made perfect contact with the ball, and I believe that was going to go on frame. Fortunate for Pittsburgh that it got the deflection and didn't make it all the way there. Lucidi still with the ball. Can they find a goal to take the lead? Three and a half minutes to go, plus stoppage time before the intermission of this extra time period. It's Mogel on the inside left in the attacking half. Across the center circle to Tosh on the inside right. Touches it forward. Plays it on the ground near sideline Jimenez. Sizes up across. Here it comes. Hit low to the near post. 
and Peters made a little bit of a mess of it. He hit it high in the air. It's behind. It's a corner kick for Louisville City. It'll come from the near side, their right, and the referee made a is making a 50-yard run all the way down to the Pittsburgh bench to show someone on the bench a yellow card. Obviously, the fourth official was in his ear saying there was something said from the Pittsburgh bench. A yellow card presented by World of Beer has been shown by the referee to someone on the Pittsburgh bench here. I'm almost speechless at everything that's going on. It's been such an intense game. You, you feel that there is going to be a goal for one of these sides. This will be decided in this extra time. Wi-Fi corner from the near side, the right for Louisville City. Mogel stands over it. Raises his arm. Here's his approach. Here it comes. Driven ball to the near post. Popped up into the air by a defender for Pittsburgh. Mushaglusa up for the header. Cleared away by a secondary Pittsburgh defender. It's still with Lou City with Jimenez. A ball to the left side of the box. Manny Perez, he heads it back into the mixer. Headed away by Peters. It might fall to Perez. Instead, it's a Pittsburgh player. They finally get it out of the box. Matt Soso steps in with an interception for Lou City. They continue on. On the left side of the area. Into the middle now, Josh Winder. They're moving backwards now to settle the ball down. It's Aoudoudi on the far side. Now Matt Soso, the far sideline. Back to Winder in the middle of the field. Under pressure from Kizza. He steps right around him. A good run from Winder. A big collision with Ibarra and a foul against Ibarra of Pittsburgh. Josh Winder this time took the brunt end of that collision. He's down face to the ground, but now he rises up to his knees. It'll be a fifth third free kick here to Louisville City in their attacking half on the inside left about 25 yards past midfield. He took a hit just there. You could feel that one all the way up here. They collided so hard. Winder luckily on his feet and moving very well. That was a tough, tough challenge, but it sets up a really nice set piece. You've got, I think it's Amadou Dia and Oscar Jimenez lining up on the ball. They are two excellent players at sending the, no, not Oscar Jimenez. It's Carlos Moguel on the ball. And he puts the ball high into the air now from the fifth third free kick and wait, Jamali wait, the goalkeeper, once again off of his line, leaping into the air to make a two-handed catch. And Wade came way off of his line there. Again, the runners for City are hiding behind their defenders a little bit too much. They have to begin to make a little bit more dynamic runs, a little bit more movement inside the box to force Pittsburgh to have to track them, to have to keep track of them. It's going to make it difficult for them. It's going to open up more opportunities for City. Pittsburgh trying to come forward. We're in the 105th minute. About 45 seconds plus stoppage time to go in this extra time first period. Lucidi takes over with Jimenez. He steps in with the interception. And then a foul called against Pittsburgh to give a fifth third free kick to Lucidi here. And the referee's going to bring them back to make them take it a little further near midfield. They do take it immediately. Bone touches it to Tosh. Back to Bone. Into the center circle now. Winder. 20 seconds to go plus stoppage time in the first period of extra time. Mogel in the middle. Tries to swing it from the middle of the left side. Amadou Dia. Can he get there on the end line against Sims? There's a collision at the end line. The referee gives a corner. Sims up in arms. But the referee has given a Wi-Fi corner to Louisville City on the far side. Their left. The final seconds of this first period of extra time. That is absolutely the right call. And a great play from Amadou Dia there to get on the end of that. That ball was rolling out of bounds. And he took off on a full sprint to be able to get on the end of it and hit it off of Sims to earn his team the, the corner kick. We've moved into stoppage time presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Two more minutes of this first period of extra time. Here comes the Wi-Fi corner. High into the air to the back post. Peters has it behind. Mushagalusa might keep it in play on the near side corner flag. He does. Mushagalusa, the flag stays down. He might have been offside. It's Jimenez now. He whips in a ball. Cleared away by Peters for Pittsburgh. It's Dia. Now the far side, Mogel. The attack's still on for Lou City. Mogel defended by Sims. Mogel, a driven ball to the near post. Popped up high into the air by Ordonez for Pittsburgh. It's going to bounce past the inline. It's going to be another Vi-Fi corner for Louisville City from the far side there left. 
And on that last corner kick, it was a nice ball to the back post, but there was nobody there. So again, just coming down to being a little bit more technical on these set pieces. Both goals came from set pieces, the penalty kick and the set piece ball in off of a foul. So Lou City obviously needs to utilize these set pieces that they're gaining because that's how they've gotten their best opportunities. Pittsburgh 2, Louisville 2. Is there a winner? Is there a third goal for Louisville City? Here comes the Wi-Fi corner from Mogel to the back post towards Tosh. Flicks it in front of goal. Manny Perez, a header, and Waite makes a save. It's still loose in the box. Wait another punch. It comes to Bone, but it's cleared away by Kizza. Now on to Matsoso, middle of the field. Mogel, left side of the box, winder. Left-footed cross towards Matsoso, and Manny Perez miss hit the ball. It's high into the air, into the seats in the Estopinal end. Several chances for Louisville City. Weight came up huge for Pittsburgh with two or three tremendous punches. And then on the end, Manny Perez couldn't direct it on goal. It's a goal kick to Pittsburgh, and that will likely be the final action of this first period of extra time. I mean, a standing ovation there for Jamali Wait. Wow. He was all the way on the opposite side of his goal when that header was going towards the far corner. And he gets up, he runs over, and barely tips it out. I thought that was going in the back of the net, but Jamali Waite, have yourself a night. The whistle goes. That's the end of the first period. Let's take a brief timeout. we got about a two-minute intermission to come. It's 2-2 between Louisville and Pittsburgh in this playoff game in the USL. You're listening to it on ESPN Louisville. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. Welcome back. We're in the 106th minute. It is overtime in this USL Eastern Conference semifinal between the number one seed, Louisville City, and the number five seed, Pittsburgh. 
It is 2-2 with 15 minutes to play to find a winner. And if we don't, we'll head to a penalty kick shootout. What a thriller we've had in this playoff opener for Louisville City. Pittsburgh scored once in the first half and once in the opening moments of the second half to take a commanding 2-0 lead. Louisville scored twice after the 80th minute to tie the game and force this extra period of play. We are underway in the final period of this game. Louisville working from right to left in this second period of extra time. And they have possession from the kick. On the far side, the right is Oscar Jimenez at midfield. A long ball in the air down the far sideline. Elijah Winder, he's onside, but he can't get to the ball. No, he does, but the referee finally gives a foul. And rightfully so, I believe. Looked like it was Jelani Peters who had position on Winder. Winder tried to sidestep him, tried to get around him, but committed a foul in doing so. It's a free kick to Pittsburgh. A good through ball, though, by Oscar Jimenez to bend the ball into the path of Winder. But in that situation, Peters is a veteran defender. He feels that contact. He knows what Winder's trying to do. So the minute that he feels that contact, he's going to go down and draw the foul. And it's going to be a foul every single time. Both goals for Pittsburgh scored by Russell Ciceroni, who has since departed. For Louisville City, it was Manny Perez on the end of a free kick and then Cameron Lancaster from a penalty kick that was drawn by Elijah Winder. Pittsburgh trying to come forward. Through the middle now, Ibarra, one of the late substitutes, trying to play through to Edward Kizza. Well read by Sean Tosh, who slides over just in front to make the interception. A minute and a half gone out of the final 15. Lou City on the ball. Carlos Mogel on the inside right in the defensive half. To the far side, Oscar Jimenez. Back to the top of the Louisville box with Danny Fondez, who has come up with a few tremendous saves himself. Both goalkeepers have really been terrific tonight. Casey. I would, I mean, I would completely agree. This game would be about four or five apiece if it weren't for these goalkeepers and how great they have been and how brave they have been coming off their lines. Louisville City has made mistakes at the back that have given Pittsburgh a number of chances. They nearly did there with an overpass, but Fondez out of his area clears it upfield. Here comes Lou City. Oscar Jimenez on the right. Through to the right winger now, Manny Perez outside of the box. He takes a tumble. Was he shoved from behind? It's going to be out for a corner to Louisville City. A VFI corner will come from the far side, the Louisville right. It'll come two and a half minutes into this second period of extra time. And it looks like they bumped Manny Perez into that more central forward, that number nine position, which is usually occupied by Wilson Harris or Cameron Lancaster, and they've pushed Mushigalusa back out on the wing. I think that's a smart decision because Mushigalusa does very well on that wing. Carlos Mogel to take the corner from the far side, the Loose City right. Here's his approach. He hits it. Driven ball into the six-yard box. Headed away by Ordonez. It's Matt Soso, top of the box. Back to the right side, Mogel. He's going to put in another cross. Here it comes near post. Cleared away by Sims for Pittsburgh. It's Jimenez for Louisville City on the right. Back to Mogel. He's going to put in a third time here. Mogel near post. Headed away by Sims. Out of play past the far sideline. A throw to Louisville City in the attacking half. Taken quickly by Mogel. Back to Jimenez. Jimenez going to lump another ball into the box. Toward Elijah Winder. A great header by Peters just ahead of Winder. It'll stay in play on the end line with Mushigalusa for Louisville. Backward in the middle. Josh Winder now on the inside left. Still in the attack. Drifting backward though. Amadou Dia in the center circle. Through in the middle to Mogel who's shown back up in his natural position. And it's now back with Dia in the center circle. Louisville City will continue this possession. Winder on the inside left. Back to Dia at midfield. Into the center circle now. Sean Tosh. They're trying to run it down the right side now. Tosh touches it forward. Matt Soso on the inside right gives it away, but wins it right back. 
Just a couple of heavy touches from two players on either side. Mogel now in the middle. Dia looking to put in a cross. Here it comes. Elijah Winder making the run. It's behind him. Griffin watched it through defensively, and Yang clears it for Pittsburgh. His clearance picked up by Mogel in the middle. We're in the 109th minute, now the 110th minute in this game. 2-2 between Louisville and Pittsburgh. Louisville still in possession with Mogel at midfield. Lou City being very patient with their movement, not trying to force too much, really trying to work the ball to find the gaps. One thing I love is the movement of Elijah Winder and the impact that he's had in this game since he's come in. He's a very dynamic player, and he moves well off the ball, which has allowed him to kind of sneak in behind a couple times. Winder playing as a de facto forward right now. He's certainly got the size for Louisville City at 6-1. He's got a big frame up top to try and contest those balls in the air. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near side, their left, in the attacking half. An exhausted crowd has fallen a bit quiet here late in this game. Dia to take the throw for Louisville. Backward on the inside left, Josh Winder. If we don't find a goal in the next 10 minutes, we'll go to a penalty kick shootout. Tosh to Mokel for Louisville. Just outside of the center circle. It's Winder down to the left of it. Near sideline, Dia. Mushagalusa forward, back to Winder at midfield. Touches it forward, left-footed ball, looking for Manny Perez. Headed away by Griffin. His header contested in the air by Ordonez and Mushagalusa. And then Sims sliding over to the right side this time to clear it upfield toward Kiza. Kiza trying to keep it down for Pittsburgh. He can't do it. Winder, Josh Winder, wins the ball. And it's settled all the way back from Mogel to Danny Fondes for Louisville City. And you can feel both teams just very tired. They've played 111 minutes plus so far that's a long game and so they're going to have to be a little bit more methodical with their attacks be a little bit smarter with how they use their energy when they use their energy so that way they make sure that when they all go they're getting the maximum effort and that way they'll be able to hopefully effort lucity still in possession they've had the ball for a good four or five minutes now Jimenez in the attacking half. Right side, Matsoso dribbling in field. Plays it into the middle of the field. Mogel, 35 yards from goal. Near side, Mushigalusa dribbling in towards the box. He's got two defenders in front of him. Inside left, Dia back to Mushigalusa on the left. Defended by Sims. Very active defending by Sims, who should have fresher legs. He came in very late in this game. Back to Dia, center circle, Winder. Now right side of the center circle with Tosh. 112th minute, 2-2. Louisville and Pittsburgh in the Eastern Conference semifinal of the United Soccer League. Near sideline, Mushigalusa, defended by Sims. Louisville just knocking the ball around the periphery of this defensive formation. Now a driven ball toward the top of the box. Elijah Winder wins the header, couldn't flick it on to Manny Perez, sent away by Ordonez. Winder up for another header against Rosales Kelly. Kelly Rosales, I should say. And it's a foul against Elijah Winder and a free kick to Pittsburgh in their defensive half. And that one, I, I think that's good shoulder to shoulder, but you got a 6-1 guy going against a 5-9 guy, and so the 6-1 guy is obviously going to be a little bit stronger on that attack. So a little bit of a soft foul, in my opinion, and it gives Pittsburgh the opportunity to push their lines up, push out of their back, and see if they can begin to work the ball in their offensive half. This game being played at a walking pace. Both teams seemingly exhausted, and for Pittsburgh, you'd have to remember, they played 120 minutes last week. In a win over Birmingham, a game that was equally as thrilling. It finished 2-2. They won it in penalties. Lou City trying to do what Pittsburgh did to Birmingham, come from behind and win a playoff game. It's Lou City in possession. Oscar Jimenez, though, hustled off the ball. Pittsburgh maybe can come forward here. 
Kelly Rosales with the ball. Crosses midfield on the inside left. Still Angelo Kelly Rosales through to Edward Kizza. Flag stays down. Kizza left side of the box against Josh Winder. Still Kizza on his right foot. A heavy touch. Showed it to Sean Toshu. Cleared away. Cleared it away. But it's with a Yang now for Pittsburgh. A driven ball off his right foot to no one in particular. They're trying to claim it took a deflection. And the referee agrees. So it's a corner kick here for Pittsburgh. From the near side, their right in front of the Estopinal end. A late opportunity from a set piece for the visitors. Seven minutes to go in this second period of extra time. Very good defending, though, from Josh Winder. He was very patient on it, and when the ball did get past him, it was good coverage defending from Sean Tosh. Sean Tosh recovered back properly in the right position and was providing the right amount of coverage, just the right amount of distance from the players. So when the first player's beat, he's able to step in and win it here. But a great opportunity here for Pittsburgh. They haven't been able to get much going offensively so far, so this could be their opportunity to find the back of the net. Here's the corner from Canardo Forbes, headed away by Carlos Mogel at the near post for Louisville City. It'll come back to Forbes. First time ball with his left foot back into the box. Headed away by Elijah Winder. Back to Forbes. A left-footed ball top of the box. Headed away by Tosh. Comes to Forbes. He has a hit from distance with his right. It was always tailing away from goal and it was good 15 yards over the bar. It's into the Estopinal end and a goal kick to Louisville City. Not a bad idea there from Forbes, but Forbes is standing straight up when he hits that ball, so he really has no chance in getting that on frame. If he wants any shot, he's got to put his chest over the ball and strike through it a bit more. Louisville coming forward after the goal kick. Elijah Winder in the attacking half. Backward to Mogel. Didn't know a defender. Kizza was behind him. Kizza wins the ball. Ibarra for Pittsburgh in the middle. Driving forward into the Louisville City half. Louisville's numbers dropping behind. Sims forward. It's uh, through to Kizza at the top of the box. And Kizza, a loose touch. Shows it to Louisville City. They cleared away. Sims recovers for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh back in possession. Arturo Ordonez along the back line. A long ball down the near sideline. Albert Dequa outside of the box. Puts in a cross. Knocked away by Josh Winder. Dia coming over. A collision between Dia and Sims. The foul goes against Amadou Dia of Louisville City. And the referee goes to his pocket once again. A world of beer yellow card shown to Amadou Dia of Louisville City. And the foul will give a free kick to Pittsburgh in a promising position. It's a couple of yards infield from the near sideline on the right. 15 yards from the corner flag. And just a little bit of a late challenge there by Amadou Dia. A little bit reckless there. Some tired legs maybe coming in late. But it does set up a great opportunity for Pittsburgh to send a ball into the box. This game has been played in waves. And it's just a matter of which team has been able to capitalize when the wave is going their direction. And right now, the wave is going towards Pittsburgh. Lou City having to do quite a bit of defending these past few minutes. So can they begin to get a turnover here, push out of their back, and see if they can turn the tides their way? Eight yellow cards in this game. Five to Pittsburgh, three to Louisville City. The free kick for Pittsburgh will be taken by Ibarra. It'll come from the near side, a few yards infield from the sideline. It'll play like a corner. Here it comes, driven high into the air toward the penalty spot, headed away by Carlos Mogel. It'll come to Griffin for Pittsburgh. The attack's still on for the visitors. To the far sideline, Kennardo Forbes. Forbes on the left side of the box, whips in a ball to the near post, headed away by Tosh. Back to Forbes. Forbes a loose touch. It's out for a throw to Loose City. And just a complete miss opportunity there for Pittsburgh. Forbes trying to hold on to the ball to give his team time to recover back. It's really a smart play, but I'm surprised the ref didn't give a yellow card there for delaying a restart because he drops the ball onto the pitch, forcing Oscar Jimenez to have to kick it off. Here comes Lou City. Just over, just under rather, four minutes to go, plus stoppage time in the game. And if we don't have a winning goal by then, we'll go to penalty kicks. It is 2-2 between Pittsburgh and Louisville here at Lynn Family Stadium in Butchertown. The playoff opener for the boys in purple. 
after they earned the number one seed in the USL's Eastern Conference. Canaro Forbes on the far sideline for Pittsburgh, clears it upfield, and wins a throw for his team. This game is absolutely slowed down to a crawl. Both teams exhausted. Heavy legs all across the field. Even if you were a substitute in this game, you're feeling the weight of all of these minutes now. There was so much energy exerted there at the end of regulation that both teams just feeling that exhaustion and not it's it's a balance as a player because you don't want to you want to go hard because you want to win but then you want to be able to still take that penalty kick if it comes down to it and you don't want to be too exhausted. Maybe a chance for Pittsburgh. It's Kizza after a long ball over the top drops it off to Ibarra, 30 yards from goal near sideline. Dequa a bad pass cleared away by Hamadou Dia. His clearance. Out past the near sideline, just in front of Danny Cruz in the Louisville City bench. It'll be a throw to Pittsburgh here. And it's a good clearance, but you could tell it didn't clear the lines yet. Lou City's still having to sit back defensively. The wave is still going Pittsburgh's way. Lou City needs to figure out a way to settle the ball, see if they can get a little bit more possession and push out of their back and into their offensive half. Two and a half minutes to go, plus stoppage time. Ball over the top for Kizza to chase. It'll fall into the thigh of Denny Fondez, who keeps the ball at his feet. Played on the ground out of the back to Sean Tosh. Can Lucity build an attack here late in this game and snag a winning goal? It's Winder in the defensive half. I truly think if Fondes stood there with the ball at his feet, I don't think any Pittsburgh player would have stepped to them. Everybody's exhausted. Dia gives it away here to Ibarra. Maybe a chance for Pittsburgh. They're in the Louisville half on the overlap. Ordonez coming forward. He plays the ball in, and it's completely overhit, smashed into the Estopinal end. And that makes sense given that Ordonez is a center back. He was playing like a right winger there. At this point, everybody's playing out of position. And his cross was well over a hit. It's a goal kick to Lou City. Yeah, a really bad service from Ordonez. But I think he's cramping up a little bit. And he is. He goes down to the ground. The referee immediately comes over. He asks if he needs the trainers. He nods yes, does Ordonez. And the trainers will come on for Pittsburgh. At this point, I think both teams are happy to get to a penalty kick shootout. There's no energy left on the field. No energy left. Both teams have used all their subs. And something to note as well, just as Lou City's only player left on the bench is a goalkeeper, same with Pittsburgh. So if they were to also have a concussion substitute, it would have to be a goalkeeper coming on. So both teams have completely exhausted every single player they had available to them today. So it's just going to be... A long, I would probably say there's going to be one to two minutes added time in this one. I don't think the ref's going to draw this game out. And I think we should be seeing penalty kicks here pretty soon, which, oh, man, it makes me so nervous. It'll be, it makes uh, me so nervous. I think I get more nervous watching penalty kicks than when I was actually taking penalty well, kicks. Well, yeah, you, you can't take part. You can't do anything about I can't, it. I, I don't have yeah. any control. Yep. But the referee is oof. now... Put the ball back in play as Ordonez has been has come off the field after the treatment for cramps. So it'll be a, a goal kick here for Danny Fondez. He hits the ball high into the air. It's trailing out of play, and it bounces out of play at midfield as Ordonez returns to the field for Pittsburgh. We're moving into stoppage time now. We're in the 120th minute, coming into the 121st. Pittsburgh throws it down the near sideline to Edward Kizza. Kizza deep in the corner flag, defended by two Louisville City players. Still Kizza puts a ball into the box toward the penalty spot, steered away by Oscar Jimenez. Mushigalusa keeps it in play and will step on the ball. We're into stoppage time now. The referee has added a minimum of two minutes. It's presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Two minutes to come before a penalty kick shootout. Unless someone grabs a late, late, late goal to win the game. 
Fans encouraging Louisville to come forward to do just that. It's Josh Winder in the defensive half. Long ball forward to his brother. Flicked on towards Matt Soso. Here's a chance for Louisville. Matt Soso in the box and a yank comes in behind with a tackle. It's behind for a corner. Fans want a foul. Fans want a penalty. The referee did not give it. It is a Wi-Fi corner for Louisville City from the far side there right. A terrific flicked on header from Winder. Matt Soso was in. It's a great flicked on header. Matt Soso made a great run, but... Uh, I, he did get all ball. I will say it was a late challenge, but Young did get all ball on that challenge. Matt Soso, I think, took a little bit too long to do anything with that challenge. I think he need to take a touch and have a go. Here's the Wi-Fi corner towards the near post, steered away by Sims of Pittsburgh into the seats on the far sideline. It's a throw to Louisville City. Could there be, might there be, a final chance to win it here? Oscar Jimenez will take the throw. Still with the ball in his hands. Might be going long toward the box. He does. Toward Elijah Winder. Headed away by a Pittsburgh player. Kizza dropping back for it for Pittsburgh. And then a Yang will just heave it long with his left foot past midfield. Dequa making a run. Had to be hooked away in front of him by Amadou Dia. It's toward Mushagalusa. Battling with Sims on the near sideline. Sims does well. He wins the throw. Pittsburgh maybe a chance. Here comes Pittsburgh down the near sideline and a foul against Elijah Winder as Angelo Kelly Rosales made the run. It's a free kick here to Pittsburgh, not in a dangerous position, but in the attacking half. Ten yards past midfield on the inside right. And Pittsburgh will push nine players forward, eight players forward to the edge of the box to contend for this free kick. It might be the last action of the game. Ibarra the free kick. He wants to take it short. He clips it down the near sideline to Griffin. Griffin can't catch up to it. Mushagalusa was hesitant. Now takes a touch toward the near sideline. And the whistle goes. So that's it. It finishes 2-2 after two hours of play in this Eastern Conference semifinal. We will go to penalties. Two exhausted teams. Two teams with everything on the line. Their season ends here if they don't win, and it'll come down, Casey Whitfield, to a best-of-five penalty kick shootout. We've seen Louisville City once this year in the U.S. Open Cup against St. Louis back in the spring. Seems like a long time ago now winning a penalty kick shootout here at Lynn Family Stadium. We've seen Pittsburgh more recently last week in the USL playoffs win a penalty kick shootout. Their goalkeeper, Jamali Waite, made three saves in that shootout last week in Alabama to lift his team over Birmingham. And he's been great tonight. Certainly would be feeling in rhythm, I would think, for the goalkeeper. It's high-tension stuff at Lynn Family Stadium, to say the least. Penalties are one of those things that I'm not... I have so many mixed feelings with penalties because I don't know if it's a true tell of the best team winning, but there has to be a winner decided one way or another. And I do think it's a pretty fair way to decide that. Pittsburgh has a little bit more recent experience, but that also means that it gave Lucity the chance to scout out where their kickers are going so that they have a little bit of an advantage there. Pittsburgh has a goalie that has been through a penalty kick shootout. Danny Fondes, I believe, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, this will be his first penalty kick shootout with Lucity because so, Morton was with us last time, correct? Correct. Well, So let me clarify. It escaped me. I'd forgotten. Blue City has had two penalty shootouts this season. None of them have obviously been in league play. They came in the U.S. Open Cup. 
One was to St. Louis here. One was at Detroit. And Louisville City was able to advance in both of those penalty shootouts. And it was Kyle Morton in goal for both of them. So Danny Fondez has not had a penalty shootout with Louisville City. And I would venture to guess he's never had a penalty shootout as a professional because this was the most experience he'd ever had as a professional. He was on the roster of Orange County last year, the team that won the USL title, but he never appeared in a game. So Danny Fondez, the 29-year-old from Seattle, Washington, in his first season with Louisville City, just his seventh appearance for a team that he joined from an open tryout in the spring. It rests in his hands for Louisville City. And on the other side, as we've mentioned, Jamali Waite, the rookie, the 23-year-old out of UConn from Philadelphia, made three saves last week to help his team advance past Birmingham in the quarterfinal. Might he have a big hand to play in this penalty shootout tonight? The two goalkeepers come together at midfield, shake hands in appreciation of one another. The goalkeeper club is a tight-knit group across all of soccer. They have to empathize with one, with one another here, but it's going to be one of them that comes out on top. Well, they, I, I feel like as a goalkeeper, you know that you are not supposed to save it. The player is supposed to score. Given all of the odds, you are not supposed to save it. So any chance that you are able to capitalize on saving the ball, any chance you're able to read or to, you know, psych out the player is a win for you. And so it, it really, all the pressure is on the players on capitalizing on these opportunities. They've had the coin toss. The penalty kicks will come in front of the Estopinal end. And the fans to the left side of the field, we see them by their hundreds sprinting through the concourses of Lynn Family Stadium to pack that end to make this as intimidating an atmosphere as it could be at Lynn Family Stadium. A crowd of over 8,000 tonight for this playoff opener, 9,000 I believe it was in fact. Well, and those that stuck around, there were some trying to head to the exits a little bit early there. So the ones that stuck around stood by the side of this team or have gotten, you know, a great show of soccer this evening. The referee having a conversation with both goalkeepers, Danny Fondez and Jamali Waits. Key to pay attention to here, whether one of the goalkeepers steps off of his line too early. That's something that in recent years referees have made a point of calling on penalty kick situations. So likely that is the message from the referee here to both goalkeepers. Keep your feet on the line until the ball is kicked. Don't jump out in front like we so often see goalkeepers do. It'll be Louisville City to take the first penalty kick. Jamali Waite in goal, and it's going to be Sean Tosh to take it for the boys in purple. He became the primary penalty kick taker this season for Louisville City. He scored all five penalties that he attempted in regular season USL play. Tosh against Waite for the early advantage in this best of five penalty kick shootout. The winner advances to the USL championship Eastern Conference Final to face either Memphis or Tampa Bay. If Louisville wins, it would be here at Lynn Family Stadium. Here's the first penalty. Sean Tosh against Waite. Tosh stands over it. The whistle goes. Hands on his hips. He approaches the ball. Sean Tosh scores. Sends the goalkeeper the wrong way and strokes it past him into the left corner. Waite dove to his left. Tosh went to his left. 
and Louisville City takes the early lead in this penalty shootout. And Tosh is a player that it's so hard to predict where he goes because he changes it up so nicely. I truly believe he watches which way the keeper goes and then slots it the other direction, but a very nice penalty kick for Sean Tosh. The first penalty taker for Pittsburgh, it'll be Danny Griffin. A 24-year-old in his third season as a professional. He scored five career goals. He will face off with Danny Fondes in front of the Estopinal end. This is only his second penalty kick of his career. Griffin, for the second time in his career, has a penalty. Here's his approach. And Fondes saves! Danny Fondes dove to his left and stopped it in front of the Estopinal end. And Louisville City cements their advantage. They have a one-goal lead through the first round of this best of five. Danny Fondes, that might be the biggest save he's made in his life. What a moment for Fondes. Very predictable penalty kick, though, for Griffin. You really hate to see that for a player because it wasn't the best taken penalty kick, but at least it was on frame, and Fondes came up big. So now Louisville City will have the penalty, and it's Josh Winder. What a name he's made for himself this year. On to bigger and better things in Europe in years to come. For the here and now, he takes the penalty and puts it in the roof. He scores with aplomb. Josh Winder over the outreach fingertips of Jamali Waite. Puts it in the top corner. As perfect a penalty as you could hope to see from the teenager. Louisville City in front 2-0. And Winder had me sweating there a little bit because he went high. And a lot of times when you go high is when you make mistakes but Winder completely buried that one and it was a very nicely taken penalty kick completely unsavable it's Canardo Forbes now for Pittsburgh he really needs to convert this to give his team a chance they're down two to nothing in this the second round of penalties Forbes against Fondes Fondes made the save last time here's Forbes approach the right-footed player and he too puts it in the roof of the net to score for Pittsburgh Almost identical to the penalty we just saw from Josh Winder. This time it's for the Riverhounds, and they have pulled one back in this shootout. Louisville City still in control, however. Two to one after two rounds. Very nicely taken penalty kick, though, from Forbes. He knew exactly where he was going, and even though Fondes guessed the correct way, there was no way that Fondes was going to save that one. For Louisville City now, in the third round, it's Oscar Jimenez, the 32-year-old. His seventh year as a pro, his sixth with Louisville City. He's made 138 appearances. He scored six times. He looks to the sky, collects himself. Oscar Jimenez, here he comes. Here's his approach, a stutter step, and he rolls it past the goalkeeper to the left. Wait, guessed correctly again, diving to his right, but the ball rolls right under the glove of Wait, and Jimenez scores. Louisville has three in the penalty shootout. Pittsburgh with just one. We're in the second of the third round, the bottom of the third round, if you will. A very nicely taken penalty kick. Honestly, a little fortunate there because Wake did guess the right way, but Jimenez put just enough power to be able to push that one past him and give his team, so far, a 3-1 lead pending this penalty. It's going to be Toby Sims. A rookie from Chowan University, a Division II school by way of England. Sims, here's his approach, and he scores into the bottom corner. Fondes guessed the wrong way. 
And similar to last week, he hit it with so much power like Lancaster did last week. Some of the fans thought it was a miss because it ricocheted off that stanchion that keeps the net down. But it was a good penalty from Sims. So Pittsburgh scores through Sims, and it's 3-2 in favor of Luce City. We move to the fourth round. It's always an advantage when you can send the goalkeeper going the opposite way. I feel like when I was a player and I was taking penalty kicks, that's always the moment I prided myself on. I was like, yes, I completely beat the keeper. And that's exactly what Sims did there. Now it's Napo Matsoso for Louisville City. The local product stands over the ball. The whistle goes. Matsoso's approach. And he scores! Sending the goalkeeper the wrong way. He sends it into the top right corner. Wait dove to the right. And Louisville City has scored a fourth time in this shootout. You could not have asked for a better penalty kick taken there from Napo Matsoso. It was absolutely perfect. Great power on it. Great placement. Even if Wait dove the correct way, he would not have been able to save that. And now for Pittsburgh... It's do or tie. They must score or else they don't stand a chance. Albert Dequa in front of the Estopinal end. Here's Dequa's penalty, and he scores. Fontes rooted to his, his spot on the goal line, leaned to his left, and Dequa rolled it to Fontes' right into the bottom corner. And Pittsburgh lives another day. We're down to the fifth round. And that was a very nicely taken penalty kick from Dequa. Dequa has been very solid this evening for Pittsburgh. Very patient penalty kick and placed it perfectly. But now for Louisville City, if they score, they advance. And it is another local product, the teenager, Carlos Mogel Jr. 17 years old, turned 17 in June. Mogel's penalty, here's his approach. Carlos Mogel! Wins it for Louisville. Mogel leaps into the arms of Denny Fondes. They're leaping for joy in the Estopinal end. Louisville City mobs Mogel in the penalty area as the team sprints forward from midfield. Louisville City has downed Pittsburgh to advance to the Eastern Conference Final for the eighth consecutive year. They've never failed to advance to that stage of the playoffs. They're not going to do it now. They trailed 2 to nothing in the 80th minute. Scored two goals to force extra time. And in the penalty shootout, Danny Fondes comes up with a huge save to make the difference and ultimately win this game for his team and advance Louisville City into the Eastern Conference Final. What a moment, what a game, what a comeback. And Carlos Mogel, 17 years old, stepping up in the biggest moment of his entire career and making it look easy, effortless, buries in the back of the net. It was such a great team effort to come back. I'm not going to say they played well because they didn't. And I will stand behind that. They did not put together a complete performance, but they found a way to win because good teams find a way to win and that's exactly what Lou City did playoff drama we've had our fair share tonight and somehow some way with their backs against the wall Louisville City has done it to advance past Pittsburgh let's take a timeout the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap-up is on its way 
Louisville downs Pittsburgh in penalties. They're going back to the Eastern Conference Final. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN Louisville. This new Toyota Tundra is amazing. It's rugged and capable. Designed, engineered, and built right here in the USA. And Tundra is more powerful and more fuel efficient. The iForce Max hybrid powertrain delivers 437 horsepower. And with a multi-terrain select, no matter what the conditions are, it automatically adjusts the engine throttle and traction. While the crawl control modulates the throttle and brakes. When we say you can go anywhere and do anything. Tundra really means it. Yeah. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job, but you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. At UofL Health Urgent Care Plus, the plus makes all the difference. You get convenient, world-renowned care that's backed by a network of academic expertise. Less wait time, plus more advanced technology. Compassionate care, plus no appointment necessary. It all adds up to a smart choice for the best care close by. So don't put your health on hold. That's the power of you. Visit uoflhealth.org. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, back to Lynn Family Stadium, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. The celebrations are ringing around Lynn Family Stadium as Louisville City advances past Pittsburgh in this Eastern Conference semifinal via penalties. They take it five to three five to four five to four i can't remember anymore they win it is the point louisville city defeats pittsburgh and they have a date with either memphis or tampa bay next week in the eastern conference final welcome into the kentucky office of highway safety post game wrap which reminds you to always play it safe behind the wheel buckle up and put your phone down be safe kentucky the gorski law office final score it finishes two two and louisville advances five to three on penalties that score presented by the Gorski Law Office, an official partner of Louisville City FC. Casey Whitfield alongside me, Jeff Milby, and Casey. Louisville City was up against it. It looked like it was over. Past the 80th minute, they were down 2 to nothing, And then Manny Perez finds himself on the end of the ball from a free kick, puts it into the back of the net, 
to get things going for Louisville City. They score a penalty a couple of minutes later, and then they win it in penalty kicks. Yeah, and it was that first goal for me. That was a true team goal. It's a set piece. Ball's played in. Manny Perez has a nice move on that back post. He heads it across to Winder, and Winder makes great contact on it, but it deflects and falls right back to Manny Perez, and Perez stuck with it and buried it in the back of the net, and that's going to be your Toyota move of the match. Toyota lets go places, but that really kick-started things for Lou City because it was only about two minutes later that they drew that penalty kick, and you just felt the energy completely shift. I am going to be flat out honest. I did not think that they were going to be able to pull that one out. It was beginning to be too little, too late. They did not put together a solid lead-up play going into that moment, but they found a way to put the ball in the back of the net and win this match. The goals for Pittsburgh were scored by Russell Cicerone. 14 minutes in, and then again two minutes into the second half in the 47th minute. For Louisville City, it was Manny Perez in the 83rd minute. And then Cameron Lancaster in the 85th minute on a penalty that was drawn by the young Elijah Winder. It finished 2-2 and Lou City won in penalties. Let's take another timeout. Final segment to come. We've got a lot to talk about and a preview to come for this next upcoming Eastern Conference Final. Lou City does it again. Somehow in their eighth season, they've always managed to make it to the Eastern Conference Final. And they do it again in 2022. Let's step aside on the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety postgame wrap on ESPN Louisville. Here are five big reasons to buy a Toyota Highlander. It's built in the USA. It's got room for up to eight. Highlander's the best-selling SUV in its class. Highlander all-wheel drive is one of 15 different all-wheel drive Toyotas. And the number one reason, the great fuel savings. At an EPA-estimated 36 MPG, Highlander Hybrid could save thousands in fuel costs over the next five years versus the average new vehicle. Get details of all offers and fuel savings at buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Who doesn't love Florida? Imagine bottling up all those waves, the sun, the food, and the nightlife, and drinking it at home with your best friends or poolside with your favorite person. Well, now Kentuckians can do just that with Eleven Vodka, available exclusively at Liquor Barn. Eleven Vodka is a handcrafted premium spirit made in Miami, USA. Eleven Vodka won double gold medal at the San Francisco Spirits Competition, which means we're not the only ones who think it's the best vodka around. Taste the Miami spirit today by visiting your local liquor barn. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. As a sponsor of Lou City FC, LG&E is proud to empower sweet passes, monster saves, and in our humble opinion, the most loyal, loudest, loudest fans anywhere. And when we're not... <clears throat> and when we're not cheering on the players, we're working hard for our customers with sustainability initiatives like SolarShare and electric vehicle charging stations. At LG&E, our energies go to scoring goals and to serving you. Learn more at lge-ku.com. Well, believe it or not, we have an Eastern Conference final to look forward to. For a long time tonight, it looked like this would be the end for Louisville City, but in fact, there will be at least one more game to play. They'll be here back at home, Lynn Family Stadium, next weekend. Not confirmed when that game will be exactly, but it will be against either Memphis or the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Those two will face off tomorrow night 
in an Eastern Conference semifinal. And Casey Whitfield, both teams present really interesting stories, really juicy storylines. Memphis has been a thorn in Louisville's side this season in their two meetings. It was physical, contentious, emotional affairs both down in Memphis and here at Lynn Family Stadium. Memphis, if you remember, the last team to beat Louisville City at Lynn Family Stadium, they had a shocking come from behind win late in the second half to steal it here in Butchertown. So Louisville City with some revenge there in recent history. And, of course, Tampa Bay, it almost doesn't need repeating. But Tampa Bay has eliminated Louisville City in the Eastern Conference Final each of the last two seasons, including last year in excruciating fashion when Louisville City coughed up a lead late in extra time. Both games will be phenomenal affairs. It's going to be something to watch. I can't sit here and tell you which team I would rather play. I don't want to play either one. I don't like either one. I think we we struggle against either one. And so I, I honestly can't sit here and say, oh, we, we would match up better against this team because blah, 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 blah. It's the playoffs. It's unpredictable. You're not going to know what's going to happen. You're not going to know which team's going to so- show up. Everything is on the line. So these players are going to be putting everything out there. Between those two teams, I honestly don't know which one I would want to face. Memphis, like you said, they've been our – nemesis this season the season that they've had and how they've grown throughout this past year has been incredible i think it'd be a really fun matchup but it'd be a very physical matchup they're a very physical team and they also like to talk a lot of trash out there tampa would be so great to be able to get the revenge from the last two seasons so i think from a revenge standpoint i would like to see them play here but regardless either matchup is going to be a nightmare but it's no matter, going to be tough. Again, no matter who it is, it's going to be here at Lynn Family Stadium because Louisville City has the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And depending on results out in the West, if San Antonio were to lose, Louisville City would have the opportunity to host the USL Championship Final here in a couple of weeks' time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. A big game next week. We'll have coverage for you here on ESPN Louisville. We're not sure when exactly, but stay tuned for that. We'll have it for you no matter what. In the get Eastern your tickets Conference to Final. come. And get your tickets get to your come. Get your tickets to come. The crowd, the crowd I was a little bit. I love that you're listening to us. Yes. I think it's great. But I want to see you in a seat here. I want this place to be loud. crowd was a little bit underwhelming, if I can be critical, in terms of numbers tonight. The Louisville get City fans tickets, need to step people. up and get their tickets. That'll do it for us tonight. A thriller. Playoff drama in spades. Louisville City wins it. It finished 2-2. They advanced 5-3 in penalties over the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. And Lou City is on to the Eastern Conference Final for the eighth consecutive season. For Casey, Spencer, I'm Jeff. We'll talk to you next week. With the Kroger Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. And for every dollar you spend, you earn fuel points, which can add up to $1 per gallon off at the pump for the win. Plus, save every day on groceries and get personalized digital coupons for the win. The Kroger Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at Kroger.com and start saving. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Underdog Fantasy has the newest way to put your fantasy football skills to the test. It's their Pick'em Contest. You can pick whether your favorite player will have a higher or lower total in this weekend's game for a chance to win big. Whether that's touchdowns, yards, you name it, you decide whether it's higher or lower and choose between two and five player stat totals to build a pick'em entry, and you could win up to 20 times your money. So if you think a player is going to have a bad day, choose lower. Think he's going to have a good day? Pick higher. Download the Underdog Fantasy app today and start picking. 
They even have one-week fantasy drafts you can play amongst your friends or let them find the opponents for you. And if you sign up with promo code DREW, you can get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. You can go to underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Don't forget to use my promo code DREW, that's D-R-E-W, and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Underdog Fantasy. Terms and conditions apply. Chest up, engage your core. At Misty's gym, boot camp gets pretty close to the real thing. She wants to spot a personal trainer with a military background. I can cover this week's boot camp, but we need someone staff. Is it your cousin or Marine? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm a coroner. It can be a tough job. But you know what makes it even tougher? Seeing people senselessly die because they didn't bother to use their seatbelts. Or senselessly die because they got distracted by their phone. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Because by the time I see you, it's too late. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety.